0: Holman, you ready? Put down that Dr. pepper. Nope. <laughs> no, I will not. Like... <laughs> you know what people don't know about uh, the Truck Show podcast staff here? You and I. I was going to say what staff? Mm, you and I, uh, Holman yeah. and Lightning. Yep. Is that we? By the way, are not uh,
1: fans. He just said Holman and Lightning, so mm-hmm. he basically uh, he well, I... admitted that's that's how it should
0: be. No, I, I'm saying you wouldn't. I wouldn't introduce me and then you when you we're like a group. You go. This is Doug. This is Paul, and I'm Jay. Right. You wouldn't say I'm you. You don't start with yourself. Interesting. That's that you why say I just that did now. that. Yeah. When did you become enlightened? <laughs> when they started calling me lightning. All right, enlightening. Let's go. Well, what I was going to say is that what people don't know, they will now, is that we're not afraid to uh, steal food that's left around. <laughs> this isn't stealing. It's not. No. So we work in the Motor Trend studio, as you guys, some of you may know. Yes. And we have a podcast studio that's near the photo studio where they shoot commercials Uh and all kinds of high-end productions. Buyers guides and all that stuff. All that stuff. And they have uh, models and actors and whatnot in here. So they have a green room and it's got a refrigerator and it's got a big table and they have snacks and they don't lock the door. (laughs) Hey, listen, I work something like 60 hours a week, Mm -hmm. usually
1: more than that. Mm Mm-hmm. Not only did I work this past weekend, but I'm working tonight. I get paid no extra money to do this podcast. I do it because I love it. So you know what? If the company is going to leave food on a table and uh-huh. I'm here till midnight, I'm going to partake. Not to mention that when we buy our own Dr. Pepper and put it in the fridge, even with Truck Show Podcast scribbled on it, it disappears. So all I'm saying is this is a trade-out for all the Dr. Peppers that have been stolen because how many times have we come to the studio and there's one or zero left of a case that we just bought? So yeah, you know what, if I want some damn Doritos off the table, my whole point is, if they didn't want me to have the Doritos, they wouldn't A, steal my Dr. Pepper, and B, leave the door unlocked. Well, I'm just saying, I don't feel
0: really guilty about stealing the Ding Dong. <laughs> That's not a euphemism either. Guys, please make this show better than the last. Oh, I Alice, mean, how dare you? Yeah. Didn't you hear the last one? Every show's better than the last. One. I mean, 166 was was solid. 167, though, this show, the Truck Show podcast, will be better. You know why? We're calling my buddy Nicole Alvarez from K Rock. Now, you probably don't know who she is unless you're from L.A. Or listen to the radio in like eight other markets. Oh, true. She is in a bunch of markets Uh now, some big markets. Right. She has been obsessed since before, well, about the same time that we started the Truck Show podcast. Yep. She made it very clear to me that she was obsessed with the new Ford Bronco. Okay.
1: So stop right there. She is going to complete a lifelong dream now of acquiring said Ford Bronco, but it might not be what you think. So I'm looking forward to talking to her. Okay.
0: Okay. And she's very animated and you'll love her. I think I think you will fall madly in love with her. As we have. Mm-hmm. And then we're also speaking to Corey Willis. Now, Corey has been on the show, I don't know, three, four times at, at least? At least, yeah. Okay. So Corey is a, is a friend of both Holman and I. See what I did there? Holman and I. Lightning and Holman. Okay. Got it. Okay. That's how I'm going to do it from now on. Uh, he owns PPEI, which I can never remember what that acronym is for. And I'm going to make you Google it again. What is PPEI. Power? Come on, Precision Come Electronics on. Incorporated. What is it again? <sighs> PPEI. On. They make tunes. So they're one of the most popular, prolific tuning companies. But why can't out you there. ever
1: figure it out? You talk about them
0: literally all the time. It's just PPEI to me. It's always been PPEI. And it's I've. Power it, Performance Enterprises, Inc. You see, see, that's, that's a mouthful. Well, I, but that's their name. Okay.
1: So well, he's I, Corey Willis yeah. from PPEI. And he has been a prolific uh, uh, internet star with his opinions and sage advice for others lately.
0: And we want to uh, touch base and basically see, check in with him, see how he's doing. Well, should, we, should we tease why? Look, he, he's been posting about the EPA and them going after uh, those who remove emissions equipment and those who... Uh, make race vehicles out of non-race vehicles, and it's if you've seen it. If you're on Facebook and you're in any of these automotive groups, people have been talking about it. And Corey has a very strong opinion and knows more than a thing or two about the subject. So uh, very
1: intimately, uh, you might say.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, very a little intimately. too intimately. A uh, little bit. And we're chock full of truck news, so this is going to be a good show. I, I'm I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. No, I'm not it's, positive. It's going to be awesome. Are you kidding? <laughs> Every episode we do is amazing. Uh, okay. I'll say average or uh, above average, but not, no, I don't know about amazing, amazing. really. If they're all amazing. I don't, I don't know why you won't just- I think Alice has beaten me down. Every single show when we end, she just nails us. Lightning, what is wrong with you? Ah, there's a lot, Alice. All right,
1: well, we know what's wrong with the show, so let's talk about what's right with the show, and that's our great (laughs) partnerships we have with uh, companies like Nissan.
0: Oh, you're talking about the Nissan Titan, the Titan X-D, and the Frontier. Did you know, dude, that the Titan tows up to 11,040 pounds? I did know that. Okay, well, did you know that the Titan has the most standard horsepower and torque in its class, the most standard safety technology in its class, and the best-in-class standard 8-inch screen and Apple CarPlay integration? I did. Okay. Did <laughs> but how about the bigger nine-inch screen? Because that's the one that I like. And do you know that they have the industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles? Well,
1: did you know that Nissan's reliability is legendary? So no matter what vehicle you pick, whether it's the Titan Titan XD, the NV line of commercial vans, or the Nissan Frontier, that you will be rewarded with one heck of a durable piece of truckness.
0: Yes. I did know.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, if you're looking for a reliable truck, head on down to your local Nissan
0: dealer. Or check out nissanusa.com. And you're probably driving while you're listening to us right now. I need you to pull over. We're going to give you a second. Just slow down. Turn on your right blinker. Get over a couple lanes. Are you doing it? We'll wait. Do, 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 do. Did you hear that? Do, 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 do. Yeah, they're getting over. It's all that stuff rattling and,
1: and knocking around in the bed of the truck. Is I that, can that, hear is that what that is? That's
0: what that is. Dude, you, if you have a brand new Milwaukee drill, don't just leave it in there, like, rolling around. Why are you tossing it around. That's ridiculous. You got, like,
1: rusty chains back there, some old, like, frayed tie-downs, and some nice Milwaukee, just all battling themselves <laughs> for, like, a bed space. This, they need
0: to be organized. There's a better the, way. Right. In twin sliding drawers made by? Decked, of course. Yes. Head over to
1: deck.com where you can find the industry's best drawer organizing system for your truck or van, and you can even outfit it with different types of uh, toolboxes. You mean like
0: the D-Box, the CrossBox, the Drawer Organizer? They've they've got drawer locks and core tracks and with spring-loaded load locks. Dude, they have all you need to stop that stuff from just sloshing around in the bed. And if you don't need a drawer system, you still need the depth, but you want the storage, check
1: out the CrossBox, or even the D-Bag, which is like a deck system for your back. You'll find it all at DECT.com. And if you suddenly realize that all that stuff was banging around in your bed because your suspension is blown, <laughs> you want to check out uh, our friends over at DuralastParts.com. You've got problems. Where they have 900 plus application specific parts available covering 98% of vehicles on the road. Those include their direct replacement OE quality twin tube shocks, which you can also upgrade to monotubes.
0: They're designed to improve handling, stability, brake performance, and they're going to get you back to original ride quality. So if you're missing that
1: uh, original OE ride, head on over to durlastparts.com or down to your local AutoZone dealer.
2: Wow, that was actually a good sponsor read. I am hopeful that this show won't suck. Please <laughs> proceed. Okay, we'll start.
0: The truck show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck, cuz truck rides with the truck show. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, whoa, whoa. It's The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. 167 episodes in and you and I still sing along with the jingles. Like idiots. That is a long time
1: of us doing that. Mm-hmm. What's in your mouth? Nothing. <laughs> Are you still eating Doritos? Nope. <laughs> Come I'm, on. I moved on to what? um, oh, um watermelon sweet and sour hot juice. <laughs> You've gone from chips <laughs> um, to candy. My mouth was um, it was very dry. Mm-hmm. And now there's so much saliva shooting from my sal- sal- salivary ducts. Uh-huh. That my whole, salivary my glands. Yeah. That my whole mouth feels like I took a swig of water uh-huh. and I just stopped shitting there. And I don't know what to do because it's affecting the way I talk. It sure is. I'm going to have another one, though, because <laughs> these are so good.
0: Well, I'm going to wait till you down that one and then uh, slurp you, it you down with how, some uh, Dr. Pepper because we have to call Nicole.
1: You know how it is because like, when your, your mouth is dry, you're like, I just need some saliva in there. And so I'm telling you, these high chews are perfect for making your mouth explode with flavor. Go, go ahead and call in the call. I'm gonna work through this.
0: <laughs> All right, well, you have the dial and uh, it's in your phone, so just hit the uh, the green call button for me, please. right here. This and one. dial. All right, Thank you. Hello. Miss Nicole Alvarez, it's Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. What's well, happening?
3: Oh, it's good to hear you guys. Lightning, I miss your, your face. I miss all of you. Oh, my
1: God. Seriously, Nicole, if you were back to sitting across the dust from him, you would not say that. That's not true. I'm cute. I've swapped with her, and now I look at you all the time, and eh, I don't see it. Oh, really?
3: Here's the thing. I didn't have to see him every single day, so it wasn't like it wasn't like I was committed to his face for hours a day every day. It was. Every once in a while. Oh yeah, small. That's listen, what I call small doses. Her. <laughs>
0: Back out of it. No, this. that's perfect. That's exactly. <laughs> <She's> like, <what. laughs> oh, I love you so much. Sometimes And <laughs> yeah, my wife's like, uh, how, "How's
1: your buddy?" And I'm like, "Ah, uh, small doses. It was fine. Uh, it was fine." He's
3: a breath of fresh air. Honestly, he was like, you know, sometimes it would get stuffy in there. Po- politically speaking, and uh, he's like opening a window. I really do love lightning. Well, that, that's that's
1: because he's like Mr. Magoo, and he steps on all the, the <laughs> internal landmines for you, mm-hmm. so you can see <laughs> where they were placed. That's true. So
3: <laughs> opinionated that his opinion, like I didn't even have to worry about my overwhelming personality because he always took
0: control of the room. <laughs> oh, lightning steps on a landmine. Yeah, I do wow. that. I'm not
3: going to step over there now.
0: <laughs> I just That's why I roll around in a wheelchair. No more legs left. Hey, we have a quick intro. Don't move. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a, a story. story. You pull up a stool and share with us
1: so in full disclosure uh, Nicole and you used to work together at mm-hmm. the uh, in your radio uh, life and yes. uh, Nicole you're on you're syndicated now right and you're on about 400 radio stations or something like that at all hours I'm on, whenever
3: I'm on a lot of radio stations this is the first time like I just sat down right now seriously after a long day but my main my baby my home is k-rock
1: so what what's it like when you've been at K-rock for as long as you have, you have a following, you're like LA radio and somebody says, well, now your show is going to be syndicated in all these other markets. How is it to go from a local DJ to like a national DJ and try and not talk about the 405 or something like that?
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at my job. So I'm able to disconnect and I've noticed every time I'm in a different market, I am I travel a lot. So I've been to most of these markets so I can adopt the vibe of the market, if you will. So I know how to talk about each place individually but i've got to say like finding out that i was going to be doing that during a pandemic i don't know you go into survival mode i don't think i enjoyed the news i don't think i didn't enjoy the news it was just like okay now i have to learn how to do all this quick from home
1: so speaking of uh, adapting uh you recently posted for sale
0: your current vehicle <laughs> yes and lightning and i were both offended we're de- desperately okay. offended that you just... You, uh, well, explain what you posted, and then everyone will okay. <laughs> understand why we were so uh, hurt. Right.
3: Well, for, I get, we got to get to that, because I don't understand why you're offended. It's not like... Oh, you will. I, I <laughs> so I have a 2007 Toyota FJ Cruiser. It's a badass car. It's in great condition. I've never... i've I'm, I've kept it up really well. It's never broken down. Nothing. They stopped making it. So it's kind of on the way to being a modern classic, right? However, my dream car, my dream car of my whole life since I was 13 is a 1970s Ford Bronco. Not year specific, li- literally any one.
1: But the we 1970s. call those the EB's or early Broncos for that body okay,
3: style. Okay. The EB's, I think they're beautiful. So my plan was I'm going to wait to see cuz I had heard that these new Broncos were coming out and they're going to look like like a throwback. Ish. So I was it, that's what I thought. And you know how early on they had all these like mock up images of what it could look like? I saw some pretty good renditions of what I thought it would look like, the new 2020 Bronco. It came out, pandemic hit. So, you know, just the possibility of getting it right away was slim to none, but also didn't love it
1: at yeah, all. Yeah. So, what you may not know is that I consulted on that with Ford for four years. So, it, I saw it a long time ago. And there's things about the way it came out that I'm really proud of because I helped shape
0: that. And there's mm-hmm. things like, about the way like, it came out that are awful. Well listen, hold on a second. Okay. Hold on, Nicole. When we yeah. started this podcast, what is this now? Almost three, three years, years ago. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I and Nicole back then came into my office going, What do you know about the Bronco? And I go my man Holman knows a lot. Some we yeah. can tell on the air, and some we can't. But I go; he'll probably share most of what he knows off the air. Wrong, because I had an NDA. I would um, never do that. Well, I didn't know that. Maybe I knew, and I didn't care. <laughs> and and so, but I was trying to get Nicole on the show three years ago to talk about it. Then well, she yeah. is busy, and then oh, she is busy. She's yeah. doing eighty-five jobs in seventy-five <laughs> markets. But then, what I think the re- the thing that kind of bummed me out is she posted. She she wants a Bronco, which uh-huh. we'll get to in a second. Yep. So yeah. she posts. Uh, uh, a Facebook uh, posting and says, "I need some help. I think I have this." By the uh, way, you know, both of us are friends of hers on Facebook. <laughs> right, and she says, "I'm I'm thinking about selling my FJ. Uh-huh. What's it worth? Do I and, know any car and, guys?" Yes, yeah, and I'm like, are <laughs> <"No>, you <laughs> know, <laughs> serious guys? What the F? Like we, F? are your
1: car guys. Why are you? Don't ask all of them. Th- those are all I, your punk fan friends oh, and, so and your LA yeah, you know Westside friends. Oh, it's like so you have funny.
0: a you got a pocket full of quarters and you're standing." Oh, Standing, you're standing so on the street corner like begging yeah. you know like you got you just reach in your pocket and pull out a quarter but no can I have a quarter yeah. can I have a quarter we're like you got us <laughs> no we're right no, here no, no. she had
2: a pocket full oh of quarters God. and I'm the sorry. and
1: the liquor store for a pack of smokes takes quarters but instead of going in there she's asking people to make change <laughs> to a dollar right. hey I just have a pocket full of quarters anybody have a dollar <laughs> yes. and it turns out okay. her friends next to her, both carry Hold singles on. all the time mm-hmm.
3: listen I'm in this okay so in my defense first of all my sincerest apologies because hearing you guys tell the story and hearing like the, that I even wrote do I know any car guys like <laughs> what an idiot I am I know like the ultimate I cannot I feel like an <laughs> idiot my mm-hmm. my apologies my apologies but I was in such like um
0: Just officially. You, just, uh, just I had to get that out of the way. Right?
3: Okay. You know when you become so obsessed with something in a moment, it's almost like you're high on the idea of something. I was I was in that state because I had been told that I could purchase the vintage Bronco. Financially speaking, it's a move that I could make. So I immediately just was like, oh, I've got to put this on Facebook. Somebody's got to help me. So I wasn't thinking.
1: Well, here's what's funny is you put that on Facebook to your gobs of thousands of friends. (laughs) And the two guys that have, you know, Facebook literally cuts your reach down to nothing. Yet your two car guy friends were the ones that saw the post.
3: Well, you're gonna, re- you're gonna, you really are gonna regret having this conversation or connecting with me again because now I'm leading up selling it, I, it's on you. Now I'm going to put everything
0: on you. <laughs> the it ain't on us.
3: I need you to. I need you to help me figure out how to insure a vintage Bronco. I need you to Easy. help me figure out how to get the most for this FJ Cruiser. Okay. All of it. Okay. All
1: right. Uh, Lightning takes a twenty percent cut. I only take ten percent. Mm-hmm.
3: Listen, I, I I owe you that much, but I, I do want to share some news with you that today. I got my bill of sale, like I put the first deposit down and I my my new Bronco, my vintage Bronco is being modernized and customized and built and I should have it in my by my birthday in November.
1: Okay, well, okay, was, okay, so we have a lot to unpack there. Let's yeah. <laughs> let's go back to the current Bronco and I'll tell you yeah. what they did with it is really cool. What their aim is really cool. I was still sad but, that they didn't do a solid axle. I really wanted to, to I just, you know, they went IFS. I don't IFS. know
3: language. I yeah, don't know what that means. It's
1: the suspension setup. They made the front end more modern than, say, like a Jeep Wrangler or something like that. Okay. Well, and I love the two-door. The two-door looks good. The four-door looks like a hot mess still to this day. What I Agreed. don't like is especially, they call it the C-pillar. It's where the back edge of the rear door is on a four-door where it meets the top. There's like okay. no man's land where all these different seams come together. And it's not as apparent on a two door, especially a a two door with the roof off. The two door with the roof off is really sexy, and the four door is like just the proportions. They never got it right. Like I love the grill. I love. I love for everything from the windshield forward. I love the the way the front looks. But which
3: model? Because there's so many models. There's like I love. Oh yeah, Outer Banks,
1: Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: I love. There's so many models. So even like the small like differences in the cosmetics of it was a little too overwhelming super when overwhelming I was looking at it yeah and it still looks too close to my FJ cruiser for me to have pulled the, the trigger on that car that I is not what boxier. ford
1: wants to hear out of
0: your mouth not
1: I'm, even i'm just
3: being honest i'm a ford like that's been my dream car forever ass lightning like literally the only thing i want in this world and um so i was a little disappointed with how rounded i wanted something a little more boxy and really throwbacky is what I wanted. Good for
1: you. I I, I think yeah. I commend you on uh, on having a dream and following through. I think that's I think that's awesome. So let's let's fast forward to you've decided the the modern Broncos not for you. It's too modern. It's too sterile. It doesn't have the vibe or or look, that just vintage. Just the outside look of it. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're gonna go. I, I'm gonna get my dream car. I'm at a point in my career yeah. in my <laughs> life. Go me. I'm gonna do it. So awesome. Now. How did you choose the place that is building it and then how did you choose what options that you wanted cuz in the vintage Bronco rebuild world yeah talk about a gazillion overwhelming options like you could go insane yeah. trying to figure out what your vehicle looks like
3: I kept it as simple as possible so I've been I've I've been over the years talking to my friends and just looking on the internet and just car you know friends? like just every yeah car friends. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's friends that I grew up with in, in Miami, so maybe I was you know God damn it, let that go. I swear to God, I'll make it up to you. <laughs> um,
0: it's gonna cost you a anyway, beer and dinner. Yeah, there you go.
3: I've been following this place for a long time that I actually found on Instagram. They're called Vintage Broncos. They're out of Atlanta. They're extremely reputable. And then one day I happened to see them on TV because I guess J Lo bought a, one of their Broncos. For a Rod as a birthday present, and do you think so he's I given was, that back yet? No, <laughs> no. Apparently, I just read they got back together, but that's another day. This is another <laughs> days. <laughs> okay. So, um, so I decided to call, and I spoke to their one of their Bronco officers, and he was just the best. And we've been talking and kind of trying to build it and figuring out price, and then something dawned on me. as Lightning. I'm very like if I want something, I'll just do it. Um, that we during the pandemic, I realized so many people were regretful, like, I should have gone to this show, I should have done this, I should have done that. I can't wait till we can do that again. And it just hit me. I was like when when do we all start living the life that's in our mind, like the dream that's in our head? When do we have enough money, enough time? So I was like, I'm just gonna do it now while I'm still young and attractive, and I want to be in that car. So you could be a hot or
1: Bronco mama, teeth. right? Yeah, hundred percent. And she literally is a hot Bronco mama. No, normally, it's, it's like <laughs> us. We're like, oh, dude, I'm gonna get in my big truck and I'm gonna look. <laughs> no, dude, she's, <laughs> she's got she's doing she's the got same the thing. little
0: baby seat in the back, and everyone's gonna like, where's where's you no, know, where's hubby? And she's be, t- like, no, no, no this yeah. is it right here. Tinted, tinted
1: <laughs> windows in the back. You won't you won't see the baby. She'll oh, just be cruising. Good call. So we started,
3: and it was daunting at first because it was like no the the top versus the Broad top and what i want did i want the brand brand new engine for like 30 40 more thousand dollars or you know like we had to go through all those things and how modernized do i want it and i still haven't even gotten to the interior but building it has been fun because of the way that they the 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 guys that i'm working with have made this experience beautiful for me so from beginning did did they give you a a
0: list nicole like a giant checklist or how did they present it to you what's that
3: process like I have a giant checklist and I sat on the phone with him and well, first he sent it to me and we went down every single option. And then they send pictures of whatever you highlight or whatever you want. Their Instagram site is incredible. It's got anything and everything you, you would be curious about as far as the build of your Bronco. And um, yeah, he's, I call uh, this, the guy's name is Cho. I've called him like five times a day, every day for like two months and he's, Always takes my phone call, and he's always patient. And
1: Not when you, you know, call, he's not. He gets all the swear words out ahead of time before he pushes the uh, green
0: button.
1: <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, we just got had put on. <laughs> oh, had to
3: butt somebody in.
0: Oh, yeah, to butt someone in.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Is it but, Joe from Vintage Broncos?
3: <laughs> no, it's not Joe. But I do, I do urge the both of you and whoever's listening to check out at least their Instagram, because oh, just, I did. Oh, I did my due yeah. diligence
0: when
1: Blighton told me who it was. I'm like, all right, let's go vet this out because we were yeah. either gonna we were either gonna come on with you here and 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 kind of um, prop you up and go good choice, or we we're gonna mess yes. with your head or so that you, guys you completely spin you <laughs> out that all we, choices <laughs> are wrong. We went right to uh,
0: vintagebroncos.co. It's yeah. vintagebroncos.co, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. yeah, very thorough website. Please yeah. tell me this.
1: I, yeah, yeah. I mean, you live in you live in L.A. Proper. Yes. Do you have a garage? I do. Okay.
3: That's the first thing that they asked me too. They said, it's, "This is actually important, and we're doing it because we're asking because a it's it should help influence your choice, but also yeah. your insurance company is going to hound you about that."
1: A hundred percent. And mm-hmm. these are not yeah. inexpensive toys, if you will. These things are badass, bespoke, completely redone from yeah. the from the
0: frame up. I mean, we're and talking what ninety to hundred twenty k higher for something yeah, like this. Yeah, I mean, depends
1: on. It was the not options. cheap.
3: I, it basically, and I told him when I was talking to him, I was like, "You have to understand, I literally just bought my house. Like that was the house. That the Bronco is the investment that somebody would, you well, know." Uh, like,
1: listen, you buy a house and then you do the lawn. So you bought that. You that gotta have <laughs> right. that Bronco in front of your house is the is, lawn. No, no, it's gonna be great curb appeal.
3: No, no. Meaning, I, I, I'm not buying a house because I bought the Bronco. Like, the Bronco oh well, I
1: mean, <laughs> it might be a little short to live out of.
3: <laughs> but do you? The only thing now I have to decide is what color I want it, and I will need your help because somebody like me, I have no idea that you have to special, like, um, oh, paint hard. A special way to no, 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 to insure it because most of those cars are used as weekend cars and beach right. cars, but not mm-hmm. everyday cars.
1: Hundred percent. Um,
0: yeah, I think your so, first call is to Haggerty. Yeah, H- Haggerty.
1: But I also, I already called
3: Haggerty. Yeah, I already called Haggerty because the vintage Bronco people led me there. Yeah,
1: that okay. that's a good one for vintage cars. But believe it or not, um, I have a great uh, agent at State Farm, mm-hmm. and they insure my it. they insure my uh, vintage vehicle, and they've been great. Okay, and so now, they do have those policies. Oh,
3: okay, but question for you: Do you do you, I? I'm assuming that you have a, a secondary car. You don't yes. drive your vintage vehicle every day. Yeah, but is I can if I want, want problem? to.
1: I can okay. if I want to. And the other thing is, um, w- although when you do a vintage insurance policy, at least uh, my experience through State Farm is, you won't get multi-car discount if you have a daily driver car. So it doesn't count as a second car no, because they have to insure it separately. Right? Yeah, uh, no, that's going
3: to be my car now.
1: So, so as a primary, you you may be, may be okay. Um, it all comes down to mileage um but if you need somebody at state farm to talk to i got a great agent so let me know I'll, yeah I'll be happy to so i am
3: really honestly going to be i'm so sorry that i that i that was a big slip on my end but just now i was just caught up in the in the whirlwind of emotion that was this bronco and as for my fj they tell me that it's that it's gonna be or it's on the road to being a modern classic so i should get more than like a five thousand bucks for it
1: I mean I don't we in, don't see that's a prune. They built 300,000 of those things and yeah. so they're everywhere so yeah in about 10, 15 to 20 years it will be but today okay. it's it they do have exceptionally well resale value. They do have really good residuals much like a Toyota Land Cruiser or a Toyota Tacoma or a Jeep Wrangler but you're not going to get you know, I'm a it. yeah, it's not going to be you're not going to get crazy money for it. You'll get really good money for its age, but you're not going to get yeah. crazy
0: money for it. Not yet. I mean, I think are, could I you, a home, Nicole, can you hang yeah. on to it? I mean, do you have you have a two car garage in theory? I do. you There's do you need to sell it in order to buy the Bronco? You probably not, no. right?
3: No, but my brother, my brother, not Eddie Lightning Nicholas. My brother said he's going to buy it for me. He's in Miami because it's the year that his son was born. And he loves it, and he has a guide man oh, that restores.
1: Oh, sentimental cars. value right there, a hundred percent, twenty percent markup right there. I don't care. No, no, no <laughs> family ahead. discount whatsoever. No, you,
3: I would practically give it to him. I think. No, that's
1: wrong for business. You look <laughs> him in the eye and you make him cry. You make him feel that he wants the FJ. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're related by blood. That doesn't, that I doesn't matter. Visit
3: him for like a thousand bucks or something.
1: Yeah, a thousand bucks a month for the next <laughs> ten years, sucker. Think of all the times he put gum in your hair. That oh he 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 waved his hand in front of your face and told
3: your mom, "I'm not touching her. I'm not touching yeah, her." Yeah, <laughs> he, he was he was a, he was quite the D.I.C. See, Can uh-huh. I say Pay back now. <laughs> this is
0: how you get back at it. So let me ask you this, Holman. Relative. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think should she she should be charging for this thing? Two eight to a relative. Is it? I mean, are we talking uh, as much as like fifteen? Like why? Well, I don't. Uh, it was 03? Uh, 07. O seven. How many miles? Uh,
3: like a hundred and seven thousand. It's which
1: not, is low for a Toyota it's
0: but it's still, it's still uh, uh, once over you break 100,000 yeah. yeah it's not as collectible e, when you're over 100,000
1: even if it's uh, in perfect shape a uh,
3: which it's not but it's close
0: yeah but over 100
1: just give to somebody to, who's going to enjoy it. Unless it's your brother, then you charge him a lot. I mean, you, uh,
0: Nicole, okay. honestly, you've you've had <laughs> yeah. a lot of experiences, a lot of road trips in that in that thing in the FJ. But yeah. really, though, it's not going to make you cry to get rid of it, right? So there's not a right. ton of sentimental. Well, no, because she's replacing
1: it. it with her dream, her dream car. car. Because right. I'm
3: replacing it, but but he's. I, I do get very sentimentally attached to things, and. Um, so giving it to my brother seems to be like the right option. At least I ha- imagine that. And what's the, what, is, what are the chances I have a family member who wants it because it's the year of his son. Sure. So it kind of works out. Um, I'm not going to get the money that you think I should get for it from him, but at least
1: listen on the open market, <laughs> depending on where, cause Miami might be different than SoCal. Although you'd be surprised they're pretty similar in, in kind of the vehicles that they like. You're yeah. probably for that kind of mileage. I'm thinking, thirteen to seventeen, depending right. on condition and things like that. Yeah. So well, cool you know, that. if your brother gives you ten k and that gets you another down payment on the progression of the Bronco, go for it. If you don't want to charge him that, and uh, the the cool thing is, is if you go, listen, just give. Give me the, the money to ship it out to you or come out or whatever the case may be, and then I'm going to make sure that every Christmas from now until I die when I'm 100, you better be giving me some seriously big gift. up. There's no more $50 Amazon cards. Moving forward, your are $100. <laughs> and, yeah, 100 uh-huh. yeah.
3: Let me ask you something. Um, the Ford Broncos, I looked, and even like a, even one from the, or the, the, the the OJ ones, even those yeah. are reselling for an Absurd amount of money. True. Why? Why am I? Because nobody understands because why they spend this amount they of money.
1: They don't. Um, they don't make that body style. Nobody makes that anymore. Nobody makes a full size SUV with two doors. So the people who want that plus there's the nostalgia because a lot of people grew up with Broncos, and mm-hmm. most of those vehicles are pre what we call OBD2 which was a diagnostic system for cars that came into play with uh, everything from emissions to uh, diagnostics and just a smarter car. So they're a lot easier to modify. You can have free
0: reign with it. You can do yeah. almost anything you want with it, and you yes. don't so have a lot's to answer, answer a to lot's the government. Simpler, simpler vehicle.
3: Okay. What color would you guys get? The, your, the vintage, would it be an off-the-wall uh, off color?
1: So, or something?
3: no. Because I think black is a waste of time.
1: Don't get it's a black like, car. They only look good when they're clean. But if you want to go in the black vein, you can do something yep. like a really deep blue or deep green or something like that.
3: So I'm thinking indigo blue. So there's two colors if you look yep. at the Vintage Bronco IG, and it's indigo blue and grabber blue. One is a very bright blue, and yep. the other is like a really chic like navy blue. I think that's what I'm doing.
1: Grabber is a very uh, famous blue color. Is there in, any metallic okay.
3: in that? In grabber,
0: know. no. no, it's, okay. it's, no. It's, 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 uh, do you like, Nicole, do you like uh, metallics or no?
3: Not necessarily, no. Okay. I don't not like them, but they're you know it's not a selling point either way.
0: I mean, any pearlescence to it? No.
3: the 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 indigo blue has a check it out lightning. I'm going to send you a picture. I'm,
1: I'm looking uh, I'm looking at it right now. Um, and I the think it's beautiful. the grabber blue. I like what they did. I love that baseball color seat. I That's think that, what I'm
3: getting. It's okay. called ball glove brown.
1: Yep, I I love that. The blue is cool, but you know I think on a vintage car, the bright mm-hmm. colors are fun but you don't want to go yeah. weird bright because then your resale goes down. You want something where somebody's going to appreciate it. And then you have the other things to decide. Like do you want black wheels? Do you want polished bright aluminum wheels?
3: Oh, I need help. I need help with all of this. And then I what are you so doing
1: cool for a top? Weird. Are you doing a soft top? Are you doing a hard top? Are you I'm
3: doing hard top, same color as the car.
1: Okay. The other thing on those, especially the Grabber Blue that you might consider, is Ford's were famous for a color that's kind of a cream color called Wimbledon White. Mm-hmm. And uh, those look pretty amazing on the tops. And the vintage cars with that two tone, either a black top or Wimbledon white top, gives a little extra flair. But then you want to tie into your fender flares and your wheels and kind of get that design aesthetic down. So there's so, a lot
0: of different ways you can go. Nicole, have they sent yeah. you photographs like renderings? Because what we do at work at my job, when we're looking to put mm-hmm. new wheels and tires on a truck, um, we'll just Photoshop it on and you instantly know if that was the right call. So. Have they They're offered- go-
3: they going to. So I okay. literally sent the down payment today. So they'll probably get it by Monday. And then we start the process. And then the cool thing is, is they let me kind of be part of it, almost like if I were pregnant with it, where I, I watch it grow and I help nurture it along the way. And then halfway until- through,
1: you go, but I didn't want a girl.
3: No, <laughs> <Right? laughs> <laughs> so, then they make a photo book for me at the end, but then they deliver it. They bring it to me in November.
1: So that's awesome. Uh, I will. You s- should
3: come. You should lightning. You guys, you're more than welcome to like come to the delivery, be in the delivery room. Is that it? That would be very. As cool. long
1: as there's no gender reveal pyrotechnics uh, involved.
3: Uh, fudge those gender reveals.
1: <laughs> All right. So if you seriously, if you need help with that stuff, lightning and I are your are your men
0: for the job, and
3: we I'm will help you guide not, you I through do. any of that. I'm telling you now, I do. This is not me just like trying to make up for lost time. But what do you, holy What,
0: on, what do you call those you people hear. that are they guide them? They guide the the women through the pregnancy. Oh, doulas. Yeah, Wait, <laughs> a, yeah, a doula's.
3: You're my car doulas.
0: <laughs> Cardulas, there you <laughs> go. Cardulas. Yes. Uh, well, That sounds cardoulas? like a, a website we should start.
3: Cardulas yes. Yeah, uh-huh. so we'll, we'll yeah. guide
0: you through your uh, delivery
1: of your new car. Uh huh.
3: For example, really quick, and I promise to let you go. Um, if you look at the Broncos that they have around. Okay, the top of the tire on the actual body of the car. Some of them have silver studs. Yep. And I can't tell if I love those or not.
1: You don't. No, you don't. I don't? Why? Just because um, they're not as clean. Those are called rivets. And they
3: look really cool on the black ones, I yeah. must say, because then it just looks like very heavy metal rock and roll, but I'm not getting a black one.
1: Well, and they kind of get lost in other colors, so I think, like, yeah, if you were going to go for full vintage look, that's really cool. Me, personally, I like the smooth fender flare and not the rivets. Same with me. Just because it modernizes it, because you're not doing a vintage restoration. You're taking an actual okay. Bronco and making it your own, so you can have some liberties in that styling.
3: Okay.
1: The other question is, are you doing cut or uncut rear fenders?
3: What does that mean? I'm getting a tire in the back. That's another option that I just said. Oh, yeah. You Definitely get, like,
1: get your spare in the back. If you look, go to their Instagram right now, and the, okay. the column on the – well, I guess if you're on your phone, it's like nine pictures down. There's okay. a blue Bronco with beige interior, and it's got vintage hubcaps. to side view with a white background.
3: Okay. Hold on. I got to get there. Um, see, these are all things that I didn't – what column did you say it was?
1: Uh, if you're on your computer, it's the column on the right, third photo down.
3: The navy, the indigo yeah. blue one.
1: So, see how the rear fenders on that are real low versus the yeah. front fenders are high. That's an uncut fender, that's what the original Broncos look like. If you look on all the other ones next to it, the rear fenders have been cut so they match the height of the front fender. So, that's a vintage versus modern thing, right there. People cut them. wow,
3: I would have never noticed that. Yeah, I don't love, people. I don't love- the cut fender. People
1: cut them so that they could fit big tires on there and go off-roading. And so it's really hard to find a vintage Bronco with uncut fenders. So the cool factor, if you're not going to take it off-roading, it's way more cool with uncut fenders just because okay. it's super vintage and rad. Mm-hmm.
3: And uh-huh. if you are
1: going to take it off road, then I would definitely do cut fenders because you put a bigger tire more ground cleaners. Cause you no, don't want I'm going to do the
3: uncut, thank you, because yeah. that's a very important. Um, no, <laughs> you're officially going to be, I'm roping you into this. I'm, on the, so that's
2: that's I'm on, on the team! Lightning, I'm on the team! The
3: other thing that they that we were talking about, which I don't have to decide right right away, is leather versus versus vinyl. And I actually did some research vinyl. on it last night. Really?
1: Vinyl. Because what happens is leather is beautiful when it's new, but it takes a lot of care. And okay. even the high quality leather is nice, but what will happen is over time, as you're sliding up, because you know you're not six feet tall, and your Bronco seat's going to be high. You're going to slowly wear out that leather on your passenger lumbar, and you're going to get patinas and spots just like an old leather wallet. Passenger?
0: You mean on the left side uh, or I, she's getting I, I, in and out? Yeah, she's
1: getting in. I'm sorry, the, the, the left side bolster, yeah, on the, on the okay. seat on the driver's side. But you're going to wear that out, and also leather can get cracked and, and uh, dried out by the UV, whereas vinyl is a lot more stable. So a lot of people, if you have a show car that's never going to get driven, go Ooh. leather all the way. If you have okay. something that you want to live with day in and day out, especially if you have a kid... Get vinyl, so much easier to clean, will look nicer a, a lot longer. And there's so many nice vinyls okay. now where it's no, really hard I to tell reading. the difference.
3: Apparently, since, since World War II, vinyls come a long way. I really went on a deep dive yesterday. <laughs> I, my, only, my only thought was, if I'm going to spend this much money I want leather. on a car. No, not that I want leather, but to honor the actual vehicle itself, from head to toe, inside and out, I thought it would be the right thing to do, Nicole, for the for the vehicle.
1: Broncos came from what? the factory with vinyl; they never yes, came in leather. So, if you're trying to honor the vehicle, just okay, throw that out okay. there. For yeah. you.
3: got it. <laughs> and, and you <laughs> know what you just saved me twenty five hundred dollars.
1: There we go. Yeah. See, and now you can put those into uh, better, you know, you know, wheels or your top or stereo
0: or something like that. I, well, I wonder if she could get like a wheel delete, have it have it uh, like crated here, and we could help her with the wheels and tires and all that stuff on our side. No, because she's going to pay through the no. nose for wheels and tires. When yeah, just, we could, we could, we, you know, help her. Lightning. Listen, just you guys, have speak amongst moment.
3: yourselves. But now you're honorary godparents of the car because you want so badly to, you know.
1: I, I um, want to make you know, it right. I want you to have a good experience, and yeah. I, I love vintage Broncos. And please tell me you're doing a wood rim steering wheel. I am. There we go. Yeah, good call.
3: I am. I am. I am. I am. Good call. Yes, and then there's like um, they ask they they I have the option of you know when you the. Automatic step bar. I, yeah. I opted out of that. Actually,
0: hmm.
1: I thought
3: that was a little too. I know, but a little I too st-
0: modern for you. But it, but it's hidden well, though.
3: But if I'm not going to get the leather seats, then I can, I could throw in something else. I am getting the blue LED lights inside. I'm getting cool. car car seat warmers, and I'm getting a, as a present. They're putting in a kill switch for me. Well,
0: what um, are you? What are you thinking about? I mean, are you getting Nerf bars, or, or like, you need something to step up into? You, you need no. Some type she's going to open the door. And she's going to get a running start, and she's going to just <laughs> fuck herself
1: up just into to, the uh, driver's I, seat. I,
3: I mean, my car's pretty high. I don't have, like, I just get in it. This is higher.
1: Yeah. This is higher
0: off the ground. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you realize it.
1: And yeah. have you okay, ever so. driven one of
3: these? No. No. Okay. Nope, so nope, nope. I
1: would, since you have the opportunity to be in other cities, I would mm-hmm. go visit them. Go. Atlanta has some amazing food and some great things to see. Maybe go spend a weekend I've there. I've been to
3: Atlanta. All right. right
1: now. All right. But I would say go have them uh, let you drive it because the other thing you want to be sure of is their short wheelbase. So if the suspension's not right, they can be a little bumpy. and They can tune that. Well, that's what I'm saying. So she wants to drive to feel like what the suspension they're putting on it is. Uh, Also changes with wheels and stuff. And the handling, it's not like a modern car. You you definitely have to be thinking different, although you can do upgraded brakes and you can do all that stuff. So I would suggest while you're at least sometime during the process – Go out there and just get in and drive one around the block, just so you get a vibe okay. for it, so you can kind of decide. Okay,
0: that might help you make some decisions too. Because you, you'll, you'll end ask up you asking, asking yeah, and you'll end up asking questions. With the have the guy drive around with you, and you'll be like, "Why does it do this?" And he'll say, "Well, that's the, And you're like, well, can, "What can and then you go? About this? You're
1: a liar. I'm calling <laughs> Lightning and Holman, and they're going to tell me why it really does that." Exactly. Well,
3: if I need so chose a really awesome guy. The guys there have been so helpful and very, very honest. Um, if I need somebody to speak to them because I don't know the language, can I volunteer one of you to be like, Hey, can we just talk to one of my guys? Absolutely. I, I trust lightning. I can't believe I want to say this. I trust him implicitly Aww. and for, you, I'm just aw. getting to know, but lightning is just me and lightning have always understood each other, but I for trust this him task,
1: mm-hmm. for this task, trust yeah. lightning.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at this. Jeffrey. I think you put I, the I, caveat I, in there. I'm good at this. Well,
1: yeah, thanks. Um, I love, I will say <gasps> that the indigo blue one that's on there, um, on their site right now with the uncut uh-huh. fenders and the original uh, like white steel wheels with the cub caps is badass. Yeah. That thing yeah, is super rad. And uh, like if you that's
3: pretty much it. That's yeah. the one. If
1: you pulled that's up in cost. that, you're you're styling. Okay, one more question because I know you're probably okay. busy and you worked all day. In like twenty, how do yes, you work do. in so many cities and live in anyway? Um, mm, it's what, the magic of the internet. What engine yeah. are you getting in it? We didn't ask. Are you doing? Is she on, doing I a coyote? Have
3: to, I have paper. I am doing a coyote.
1: Five-liter coyote. Okay, that's baller. Wow. Uh, Automatic or
3: manual? I'm doing manual. Whoa. No, 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 no. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. No, I'm doing automatic. I don't want to do manual. I know. I'm sorry. Um, With the kind of personality that I have, if I'm in a bad mood, I take it out on that kind of vehicle, like at Lightning, you, I need mm-hmm. an automatic car.
1: Bucking Bronco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are you? Is so, it, all right? Is it the? Uh, do you know if it's the six-speed automatic or the ten-speed?
3: I don't know that part, but it'll um, be on your when,
0: it'll be on your paperwork somewhere.
3: Do you know how? You should see the laundry list of things that's on here. It's
0: well, the hold build specifications. An, well, hold on a second. If you if she can choose, is this ten-speed yeah. that much better than the six?
1: Uh, I've driven them with both, and I don't think in normal driving you'll really notice it that much. The ten-speeds a rad transmission. Um, but on a vintage build like this, because it the cars matter, the, the cars are a lot lighter. It's kind of different use cases than today. You're not towing anything with it. The six-speed's fine. In fact, that's what's in the F one hundred, and it's, it's probably less money. And less money, yeah. right? Okay,
0: yeah.
3: It talks about like breaks and stuff. I don't know. I'm gonna take a picture of this and I'm gonna send it to you.
0: Yeah, shoot, shoot it, uh, shoot it our way. We'll we'll redline things that uh, are not appropriate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do want you to look over this and tell me what you think, and then just ignore the price. It's, it's I'm gonna be like
0: it. we're the we're, we're her attorneys I, in a right, contract no. dispute. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have
1: to <laughs> send this to my attorneys first. Wait, you have more than one, ma'am? <laughs>
3: Listen, I'm letting you. I'm asking you to please be a part of like helping me we build love this, this dream. So say don't say no because I this is this. There's some chicks that love like Louboutins and money, and there's people that want love and huh. soulmates. I just I what? don't never would have guessed
1: that. I've never heard that before.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, I just I just want this Ford Bronco. Literally, I'm literally that easy to please. I want this Bronco. I want to go to shows. I want my kid to be healthy, and that's that.
1: I love it. That's rad. All right, life. well, we're we're the men for the job. So if you trust okay. us, we will help you. <laughs> if you have any questions, throw okay. it out our way. But we are super stoked to live vicariously through you because neither Lightning or I will ever have this opportunity in our
0: entire lives to do this. No, but
1: I you think-
3: can drive mine. Like I'm telling <gasps> you, you're oh. welcome to the delivery. And I I would love for you guys to give it a test. run. it's the, the day of you're the car doulas. Wow. <laughs> There's something there, by the way. I just, I think I found you a side hustle. Like besides this podcast and what you do, if somebody needs like, you Know, help and, and like me, you could be the car and you can charge you know base fee for that. Think about it the car doers. I there's think
1: one uh, percent of the purchase price would be good.
3: <laughs> the, no, there's no, an no. idea there. I'm just saying, I think <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with, di- I'm th-
0: fine with uh, a cheap dinner and a beer,
3: yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, but you'll de- you're the car doers.
0: I, I also want
1: dessert, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. All right. what, what kind of dessert right. are we gonna? Oh, like I, uh, well, I think we go barbecue. Uh, and then we have a banana, uh, banana pudding. I don't know. You guys can discuss Nicole's,
3: amongst yourselves. Yeah, she's I not, not a she's not a barbecue a person.
1: What if we no. went somewhere? It, we, she has to road trip with the two of us in her Bronco to wherever we go to eat. All right, now you're getting your little.
0: That's overboard.
3: Here's what. Here's what. I am going to let you guys discuss amongst yourselves because I'm going to smoke a little something, something, and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to curl up on my couch and I'm going to watch TV.
0: Yeah, buddy.
3: Because I have almost one hour to myself every day, and this is it.
0: Wow, yeah. thank you for ruining your hour with us.
3: <laughs> I love you guys. All thank
0: right, you. we'll talk Bye. to you later. Congrats on the car buy, and uh, I you. think you'll make the right move with the FJ, and we'll check in with you as soon as you're ready, uh, as soon as you need our help. And reach out anytime. We're happy to help.
3: All right, love you guys. All right, All right. thanks. Bye. Bye.
0: She is nothing if not a fireball.
1: No, she's awesome. I uh I never thought she'd be on our show and bring that level of talent to, uh, to this little uh, <laughs> dog and pony
0: side, uh, side ring. She is the first professional uh, uh, voice talent that we've had on the show. See what I did there? I insulted myself. No, that's not true. Oh, no? Omar. Well, he's, no, he's like a production guy. Yeah, but he's got honor.
1: Uh, let's see. Who else uh, can I think of that has talent and is uh, a professional who's been on the show? Lieberman.
0: -hmm. Not a DJ, obviously, but I
1: mean, she's up there. Yeah. She's up there. Huh.
0: Yeah. It makes you look bad. Great. Yeah. Hey, uh, how are you feeling about some uh, truck news? What's new in trucks? We need to know. Uh. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? Uh. We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks?
1: What is happening in trucks?
0: This week <laughs> sucked why did you have to do that i just I'm you just, know how much i enjoy that uh, i know the last, every single week it's listen, a listen con- i last wake week we up, nailed it i wake up in the morning last week we nailed and it and i'm like the, oh i can't wait to do that you again. can't have There's- it
1: perfect all the time you just can't you can't always sometimes you have to just do other things that feel good that's what she said <laughs> hey uh <laughs> ongoing microchip shortage is now affecting uh ram and ford
0: Oh, so they're not going to have four-cylinder
1: V8s? (laughs) I I don't think uh, I don't think Ford has any four-cylinder V8s. Okay. Um, No, I guess just overall the chip modules are starting to uh, affect certain things in those trucks, and I think the uh, the Ram Classic was uh, was hit first. It doesn't, however, affect the current Ram fifteen hundred. Just the uh, what's referred to as the. DS, the previous generation, those were sold as the classic. Well,
0: what's different about the classic? I thought they were uh, are architecturally the same. No, they're completely different trucks. One is la- the last generation that's still
1: being sold as an entry level RAM, mm-hmm. get into crew cab, and one is the new Ram fifteen hundred. One's the DS platform. One's the DT platform.
0: But they're the, the drivetrain and the completely uh, different trucks. Oh, different chassis, different body. I knew. Different. Okay, I I knew that they were different body, chassis, all that. Mm-hmm. I thought they're the engine architecture. Well, I, engine, just assume, I mean, they still have
1: a, a Hemi and an eight-speed, yeah.
0: Well, but th- that would mean that they have similar electronics and wouldn't be wouldn't succumb to this uh, uh, shortage in chips. Well, I think they're cutting out the
1: low-margin vehicle with the shortage and sending what they have ah, to the high-margin vehicle. Okay, so that would be uh, that would be my guess on that. Uh, and then, of course, Ford uh, is also building uh, the F one hundred and fifty without some modules and. it's Temporarily idling
0: some plants uh, because of this shortage. If you can believe that. No, I can't believe that. They're hold on a second. They're they're putting the staff on hold and sending everyone home because they don't have yep. chips.
1: According to Automotive News, uh, those vehicles are being assembled without certain modules because they can't find the semiconductors and parts. Uh, thanks to uh, last month's severe freeze and then the shortage. Uh, and these are tied to basic vehicle functions, such as windshield wiper motors and infotainment features. So we don't
0: need any of that stuff. Definitely. we uh, men. <laughs> seems like it's a uh,
1: wider <laughs> ranging uh, than it was with just affecting the uh, active fuel management Dude, of the all GMs. we need is
0: a harmonica and Rain-X, and we're good. Hey, did you hear? No.
1: Nope. Apparently, the 2022 Ram 1500 uh, is going to be getting some new technology, including a new trailer 360 camera view. So that's like the uh, what you refer to as the God view. Yeah, what do they with have the now tra- with the
0: trailer attached?
1: No, you see it all around the trailer oh, as well.
0: Oh, now what? What is so, comparable right now? Is it? Uh, it's not the Ford system. Who's uh, got the? Well, 360?
1: you can get. You can get the. I believe the General Motors system can do up to is it ten cameras or eight cameras or something like that. Um, and they can patch things together. So I don't know how the technology is different.
0: Do you recall which one? I recall you used it where the, the trailer becomes basically invisible. That's where the GM system. That's the, where you're looking through it. Right. Okay. Yep.
1: Yeah, so with the RAM technology, uh, it's an additional, uh, uh, I guess, a camera kit. So you've got uh, wires, camera mounts, control module, all that stuff. And I guess it can support trailers up to 53 feet in length. That's a giant trailer. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think people will appreciate having that... Uh, uh, stitched together, three sixty bird's eye view on their uh, on their new RAM. Okay. Hey, did you hear No. Uh,
0: <laughs> sort of. I don't know. How Wait, to, what, is, what? Why are you cringing? What kind of news is this? <sighs> well, Reuters and other outlets
1: are, are reporting. Mm-hmm. That Reuters
0: is somewhat legitimate,
1: the, uh, more than somewhat. Mm-hmm. Lordstown Motors uh, share slid twelve percent. Uh, last Thursday
0: slid 12% on news of uh, the SEC's request. So, something to do with stock. So, apparently. Mm-hmm. Wait, was Lordstown? Pause for a second. Is Lordstown publicly traded? I'm not aware of that. I don't know. Or were they trying no, to. No, they go have public? to
1: be if there's, if there's securities and shakes?
0: No, they, remember, SEC gets involved before well, you. I, I,
1: let's, okay. I don't need to go down that rabbit hole. I'm just saying this podcast has a a penchant for uh, sniffing out uh, electric startups that get in trouble, <laughs> apparently. Okay. Uh, and I, I saw this come through and I was like... We have a unique talent, is what sure, you're saying? Sure, this sounds interesting. Uh, oh. Anyway, uh, they acknowledged a request for information from the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission uh, after short-seller firm Hindenburg Research... Oh, no. They're out for everyone that's not <laughs> Tesla. ...said the company misled investors on the time frame for its upcoming truck, The Endurance. Does that sound familiar to you?
0: What, who's hiring Hindenburg to take down all of these startup companies? Like, I, I wonder what, who's behind it? Is this? Can we a, get a hold of Hindenburg? Uh, and have I'm, them on the show. It would be great. I'm guessing they wouldn't do it, I'm but just you never curious, know. Curious,
1: like how that whole process works.
0: Dude, our our second show we covered bulls, balls, and uh, truck nuts, <laughs> and we <laughs> yeah, right, had someone no. on from
1: Vice. Now we're by like short seller researchers.
0: That would be fascinating. I mean, we we talk trucks, they're trucks. I mean, up. you know what? I will reach out. So Hindenburg is saying, uh, you won't. I mean, No, you I say really that. will. No, I really will because you, this you're actually like is fascinating. things that you're supposed to reach out on. But I don't care haven't. about those. This one I care about. But
1: our, our listeners care
0: about those. Oh, do they? Yeah. And oh, you need to follow through. Then I mean I care. It's important to me. Right.
1: <laughs> uh, Earl Scheib, please. Right. <laughs> so according to uh, Hindenburg, quote unquote, our conversations with former employees, business partners and extensive document review show that the company's orders are largely fictitious, and used as a
0: prop to raise capital and confer legitimacy. So Hindenburg went to Lordstown and said,
2: That ain't true! <laughs> that's
0: not true! Right. So get your facts straight. <laughs> that, that, maybe not
1: verbatim, uh-huh. but I'm guessing that's a great paraphrase for, oh, really? uh, for what happened there. But then
0: they came back and said,
3: Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters.
0: <laughs> and then they ran. Uh-huh. Um, okay, uh huh. Okay, did you hear? Oh no. No, no, I didn't. What is uh, it?
1: Unclad 2022 Ford Maverick unibody. When you say unclad, what do you wheel mean? wheel drive-based pickups have finally been seen running around. Unclad. No camouflage. Oh. And it's okay, I guess. What it, well, well, hold on, let me see. It's based on the Bronco Sport chassis, and it's- Turn
0: just, your screen again, this way. It
1: just doesn't- when you look at some of the skateboard platform EVs uh-huh. like Rivian and how they have integrated the pickup bed. Yeah, that's it, boring. This doesn't look as good as that. That's boring. And the wheels look kind of small. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it just kind of looks like a Ranger. With, yeah. With not its own separate bed from the cab. I was underwhelmed because I kind of was interested. Like, the Bronco Sport seems pretty good. The off-road capability is pretty good. I see what they're doing with a little front-wheel drive, um, you know, pickup truck. hmm and I was like, I'm not, it's not my thing, but,
0: yeah. Uh, eh. So what you're saying is,
1: try again! Maybe. I mean, I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll wait till I drive it and stuff, but just uh, this, these particular photos, uh, as you would say, left this reviewer cold. Yeah. Wait, that's my line. That's what I just said. Oh, okay. I, I said it was your line before I used it. Oh, yeah, you did. All right. Uh, did you hear? No. Uh, someone recently wrote an article... On the potential for a 2023 Jeep Wagoneer
0: Trailhawk on Motor Trend. A Jeep Wagoneer Trailhawk with some kind of crazy, absurd horsepower rating? No. That no. would be a Trackhawk. Oh,
1: my bad. Of course. the would be a off-road version of the new giant, ginormous
0: Wagoneer. Wait, what if you did a Trackhawk with a big engine?
1: Uh, that's a big vehicle for that. Trail Trackhawk. I don't think it would be that fun. Oh, uh, The rider goes by the name of Sean P. Holman and uh, shares <laughs> with us his, uh, his expectations for what <laughs> a trail uh, a, a Trailhawk version of the Wagoneer might look like. Uh, I've
0: never heard of this rider. Is he it, talented? It, not really. Uh, but hmm. we did have a talented uh, renderer, render uh-huh. a Trailhawk version. Oh, you sure did. Damn, that would look pretty good. Although a little boring on the Behind the yeah, B well, pillar, I mean, that's, that's a little kind of leaves this reviewer cold. See what I did there? <laughs> uh, but the front half, fine, good, all, all in if on that If you're
1: interested one. in seeing uh, our, uh, our our image, head over to either motortrend.com or uh and uh, find a story called 2023 Jeep Wagon Your Trailhawk Everything We Know About the Upcoming Off Roader, presumptive, of course. Read your favorite
0: passage from that story. Oh, favorite one? Mm hmm the one that does uh, the most telling hmm. um well
1: because there's a Ford Expedition FX4, Chevy Silverado Z71, GMC Yukon AT4, Sequoia TRD Pro, even the full-size Range Rovers, obviously a brand like Jeep uh, can't uh, let GMC or anyone else be the only one with red tow hooks in this, uh, in this segment since they invented that. Okay. Uh, so my my closing paragraph was, uh, since the Wagoneer is not technically badged as a Jeep, we don't know if it will share the Trailhawk name with its lesser siblings or get its own name exclusive to the Wagoneer line. If that ends up being the case, you could be uh, getting a first glimpse of the 2023 Wagoneer trail wagon. Wow. <laughs> so check that out if you uh, want to see what a Trailhawk version of the, uh, the Beast might look like. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. Did you hear? No. The 2021 Jeep Wrangler 4xe got its
0: EPA-rated
1: electric range and fuel
0: economy. Uh, Okay, fuel economy is going to be, I've got to say it's going to be something outrageous, like 37, 38. Miles per gallon? Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, What do you think for electric-only range? Electric only range 200. Oh, yeah, no, it'll be in, in the threes. Let's call it 315. Uh, 25 miles. Uh, no, it's uh, no, it's a plug
1: in uh, hybrid vehicle, so uh, 21 miles. <laughs> Bad. Which is, GPET uh, said 25 miles, but the EPA says 21. So if you're keeping score, that's why uh, even have a battery? Well, I mean, what's well, that about? So you can go to 7-Eleven down the street? No, no, no. I, I think it's for... There's a lot of great uses for it. You could put it in a silent mode when you're rolling into a campsite at night. If you want to see wildlife. If you're going through a area that's noise sensitive. If you have short trips. Maybe you're,
0: uh, your kid's school is only five miles away. You can do those trips entirely no, on battery. That's all bogus. That's all bogus. Get what? them out. You're just adding weight to the vehicle. Bogus.
1: Uh, so uh, the EPA says that the Wrangler is rated at... 20 miles per gallon combined on regular unleaded gasoline. Uh, EPA isn't providing city or highway economy breakouts as of this writing, but for comparison, a 21 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited equipped with a 2-liter turbocharged 4-cylinder, which is the same that's uh, in this uh, plug-in, uh, and the automatic are rated at 22 miles per gallon combined. So again, I think that weight you know, definitely plays a part.
0: So by going with this configuration, I get a lack of fuel economy and a lack of range with both fuel and electric perfect I or lose, and
1: lose or if no no or if you top off every day and mm-hmm. you have short trips maybe it makes sense and it gives top you top off every day No. You know, I mean no. who wants to pl- do that plugging in every oh, day everybody okay. who has a plug in is plugging in in their driveway okay listen it's not the right vehicle for you it's the right vehicle for somebody and you know got to give it to Jeep for uh, for taking a swing okay sure the other thing that you're forgetting my friend is for about the same power of a Wrangler 392 it gets just the fuel economy of 13 miles per gallon that's a pretty good improvement for all the power that the 4xE gives you. So, if you're looking at it from that standpoint, best of both worlds, you get the power of a V8 dri- drivetrain, but you can yeah. still go all electric?
0: Yeah, no. I, I mean, does that, like you're improving that improving. Warm something your, no, your solar. I bit? mean, you're, proving, you're taking something that was just not good and making it just slightly better. All right. Well, I'm going to call that a win.
1: Okay. Hey, did you hear? Oh, no.
0: No, I didn't.
1: Uh, Jeep released the 2021 Moab Easter Jeep Safari Concepts, and I will be there to drive them and, uh, get interviews for the show in a couple episodes. Are you driving
0: your newly supercharged Jeep JL? Uh, I will be. Are hey. we going to discuss your, uh, review of, of said supercharging system or should no. we? No, we're going to wait.
1: We're going to wait because, uh, we have a date for the dyno in a couple days and it only has about 200
0: miles on it right now. That sounds like a good, uh, like a, uh reality TV show with, like, date with the dino. That's right, date with now, the Dino. Now, do dinos. you get the rose? Do you give the rose to the dino operator, or how does no, that, that work?
1: No, none of that happens. Oh, what okay. I am hopeful for is the Moab trip, which will be about 1,800 miles round trip, uh, which will include highway and mountains mm-hmm. and uh, off-roading. I wonder how it's going to be going up uh, Hell's Gate or whatever they call it there. Uh, I'm not taking it up that. Oh, you're not? i am taking lots of vehicles
0: up there, and none of them I owned. Oh, it's that treacherous? Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm not. I still got to drive it home. So if
0: one screw up, and that's it. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just named the only thing that right. I that, that I know up there. Right. What else could you go up like some oh, all crazy sorts of stuff? Some toilet bowl thing up there that's j- giant. Uh,
1: not a toilet bowl. They're called hot tubs. Hot tubs. Got yes. it. <laughs> toilet bowl. Something different. <laughs> Would not take my Jeep in. Okay. Uh, no. So we're gonna do some wheeling out there, and uh, I did a, a dry run uh, this past weekend just to see how everything was, and uh, had this like several hundred yard. Hill climb, super steep with big moguls in the middle. Mm-hmm. Threw it in four low and powered right up. It was awesome. So, uh, so far so good off-road, but I'm interested. Let's get on the dyno. Let's get some highway miles on it. Let's see what the fuel economy is, all that kind of good stuff. So, not quite ready to talk about it, uh, but I am ready to talk about some of these concepts. So All right, so uh, there's seven concepts. So I'll run through them real quick, but okay. we'll do a Ten, deep dive.
0: Mm-hmm. Nine. Well, mm-hmm. hey. Eight. Oh, wait. Here, oh, so you're, you said seven, right? Seven. seven. Okay, I'm at seven now. All right, there's the uh, Jeep Gladiator. Well, this is seven, right?
3: Seven. Okay.
0: Jeep Gladiator JT <laughs> Canine and Adventure Build. It's
3: uh-huh.
1: uh, uh, Jeep's top dog. Uh, so they basically took a JT, and they have a tray bed on the back with a cool uh, like camper shell on it. And it's uh, the, the paint code's kind of cool. It's a color called Canine Blue. And uh, they basically were looking for a way of like a canine support vehicle for police officers. And it's uh, it's pretty cool. There's even a hot dog roller to support mountain bikers in the back. Oh, that's cool. That's cool, right? Six. All right, uh, the open air two door JL Wrangler called uh, Jeep Orange Peel,
0: and uh, basically that sounds like a title that would have uh, like a, something that uh, you know four wheeler off road magazine would it would give a well, four wheeler off road magazine. Yeah, I, just, I combined I'm them just all. making up yeah, stuff yeah, over yeah, there yeah, yeah. Like again. A truck and four wheeler off road. Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, that street trucks
1: uh, this magazine. <laughs> w- this was all about peeling up the uh, upper windows and surrounds from the door lowers. And it uh, supports the new half-door, so it's that uh, kind of hard top on, but otherwise open-air Jeep experience. Five. The three-liter eco diesel JT Gladiator Overlander called Jeep Far Out. If you remember, a couple of years ago was the Jeep Way Out. This is the Far Out based on uh, a diesel, and it's uh, equipped with an AT Overland Equipment Habitat truck topper.
0: I feel like with Far Out should be surf theme, like Far Out, dude. You know, like- uh, We'll save that for this next one. Okay. Four. Full. Uh, that was weird. That was very
1: English. Full. What What happened there? No, no. It was he's English. Full. I I've never heard that. Where the four sounded like that was weird. Full. All right. Uh, how about this one? How about a uh uh Jeepster Beach concept that started life as a '68 C101 Jeepster before getting severely updated and reworked with uh, Jeep JL parts under the vintage sheet metal appears to be a JL Wrangler frame. Linked front and rear suspension, 2-inch JPP suspension, 2-liter turbocharged engine, 340 horsepower and 369 because it's running a hot tune, and an 8-speed auto with a Rubicon 4-to-1 T-case, all turning 35-inch tires. It's basically what the Jeepster might look like today if it were modernized, and I happen to think it's
0: pretty badass. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. That's interesting. It's very smooth. Yeah. Wow, very flowing lines, yet kept all the original styling. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's very cool.
1: Uh, you can tell that the windshield's out of a, a JL, and the interior's... Uh, all JL, but the outside looks uh, just like an old uh, Jeepster. So that's you, the... you'd
0: expect to see that sitting on the sand somewhere in you know Florida, that type of thing. Yeah, know?
1: that's that's the vibe they're going after.
0: Whoa! Hey, speaking of uh, the surf thing, have you seen the latest uh, Porsche uh, infomercial with uh, Bill and Ted driving the the uh, Taycan? No, I have not. <laughs> yeah, this, it's literally it's just them doing it. I mean, they're old now, obviously, but it's the original. Shouldn't you, know, you it's, have it's a Keanu and whatever? And they're like, "Hey, bro," and they're just going back and forth and, and like. Hundred and fifty thousand dollar Porsches that uh, I don't know whatever they cost, but yeah, it's, it's actually fairly entertaining. Well, they did a nice job.
1: If it was Take On, wouldn't you want Aha uh-huh singing in See, your commercial? What do you take
0: On Me, yeah. Is it Tycon? I don't know. Take On. Oh, you said Take On. I think it's Tycon. Tycon. Three. Uh, this is the
1: uh, six point four liter Hemi power JL Ooh, Regular I'm interested, Rubicon. Interested. This is the Rubicon three ninety two concept which I drove and we did uh, audio here on the show. Uh, that was supposed to be their last year as well, and so that's making an appearance, but we've uh, covered that. Two. Uh, how about the work and play three liter eco diesel Jeep JT Gladiator Rubicon called the Jeep Red Bear? It's red and bear, B A R E. And so the idea was to uh, basically make something that is. What is it, paintless in certain sections? What do they mean by bear? No, it's just a, a, a utilitarian vibe. So the idea was, like, you could use it for work. It's got a rack and some other stuff, but you could go play on the weekends and, and whatnot. So it's, it's cool looking, and that's kind of cool because it has a soft top with the half doors on a, yeah. on a Gladiator. I mean,
0: it, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's not I, my favorite concept. I dig the half doors. Now, my favorite is... will do you like that one? I don't know what's wrong with it. We are doing the the, the blast off one, and you changed it halfway through. What are you talking? Well, yeah, because I only have five, four, three, two, one on the blast off, oh and then gosh. I have uh, I don't know, an Englishman reading All right, uh, from ten to ten to one. My favorite, the Jeep Magneto. Oh, now this is the guy from the X Men. No, he's not. It's not the bad guy with the helmet. No, interesting. Does this Jeep product have a helmet? This Jeep product <laughs> is a fully electric. Wrangler two door. Is he, is, he magne- is it magnetic in some way? And what's awesome
1: about this one? Can you collect it's like all the guns? Electric and- drivetrain with a manual transmission. Oh. Oh, now you're gonna shut up. Now I got your I got your uh, attention. So check this out. It's a two door short wheelbase Wrangler that has an electric motor. It's designed, the, the motor makes the exact same power as a Wrangler 3.6-liter uh, V6 stock because they didn't want to stress any of the drivetrain components, so it's tuned to be exactly the same output. And the electric motor can spin to 6,000 RPMs, has a 0-60 to 60 time of 6.8 seconds, near silent operation, and what's super interesting, and this is the one I really want to cover, is how do you operate a manual transmission behind an electric motor Plus, this has a four-to-one transfer case and all that kind of stuff going on as well. What's interesting is you only clutch while you're moving because the electric motor doesn't require uh, a clutch for when you're standing still. You essentially select the gear that you want before you go. And then when you're on the highway and you can row through the gears like a normal vehicle, otherwise you never touch the clutch pedal. So off-road, you just go, all right, I want to be in second gear now, third gear now.
0: Hmm. So it's a completely different driving experience. I'm super excited. Are you going to get a chance to drive yes. I would, okay, I'm, yes. I, that? Yes. Okay. I would be very interested to to check that out.
1: Because nobody, everybody's doing these electric conversions. Nobody's doing it with a manual transmission. I think that's super cool. Huh.
2: Yeah, buddy. Uh,
0: Emmy's into it? Yeah, that's what she says. Hey, w- w- will she be up there with you at uh, in Moab? I don't know. I haven't talked to her, but uh, we should... Uh, I'm sure she probably will be. I mean, if she is, uh, let her... Uh, think she's stealing the recorder and then let her talk into it you for You want more drops. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. All right, and one more piece of uh, horrible, horrible news. Uh, I don't know if you heard this one. No. No. Uh, the title is California Senators Push Biden Administration to Set End Date for Gas-Powered
0: Cars. <laughs> that, well, hold on a second. That's more than a boo.
1: So- of course, it's Alex Padilla and Diane Feinstein, <sighs> and they want to set a date for gasoline-powered passenger vehicles in the U.S. Listen, uh, I'm clearly not a battery hater, but I also understand the realities, and we do not have the infrastructure for an all-electric car fleet right now. It's going to take a tapestry of technologies. And with Porsche coming out saying, we've got synthetic gas uh, that will allow internal combustion engines to run even cleaner. And then what about, did you see our friend Scott Birdzall over at uh, Chuckle's Garage he just posted today that he's been running uh, next gen uh, diesel fuel, synthetic diesel fuel that has no petroleum in it in the race truck.
0: No, I did not see that. So
1: with these other options coming out, you don't need to go all battery. Like it's just the, it's the thing everybody wants to talk about right now, but they're going to they're going to mandate it into existence before anybody's, you know, ready to make that move, and I think it's wrong. That's not America. Mm. So like less than 15 years, they're just going you can't have
0: a gas vehicle anymore? Really? Well, I mean, look. GM said 2035. Volvo said 2030. But that's that's
1: the thing. Everybody's trying to race, race to the bottom now and say, "Oh, what we're going to do?" But the reality is, is there's a lot of people who need internal combustion engines still. A lot of our guys are listening on the show right now. They've got a Ram 3500, and they're you know, doing hot across the country. You're not doing that with a battery electric vehicle. You've got a lot of people who no, are- No, you know what you're doing? Towing. You're going to
0: tow Ranches. batteries.
1: You're going to yeah. tow batteries across Horses, the country. All that yeah. kind of stuff. So what do you do for, for people like that? Like The, the, the technology is not right for them. And all you're going to do is force enthusiasts. If the whole thing is to get these vehicles off the road, you're just going to force them into the next weight class because everybody's going to say, well, I don't want those vehicles. I want internal combustion. So I'm going to go buy a class four medium duty truck now. And then you're going to have big, heavy trucks that basically go, well, now the roads are less safe, and we, we're spending more because they get less fuel. Like, stop already. Stop mandating these things. Like, let the technology evolve. Let the consumer taste evolve, and let us choose what's right for our own lifestyles. No, It's, it's a tapestry you know what, of technology. You know
0: why it is? It's with the with, with Feinsteins, and, and what, what's his head? Um, the other dude, L.A. P- Padilla? Padilla, right, Alex Padilla, is that they live in a metro Okay, They drive through a Sacramento or they drive through the Midwest or they fly over it, even worse. And they have no true concept. Listen, they
1: live behind their gated community with their armed guards. They don't know what the average person deals with on a daily basis. They've been in government too long and they they're out of touch.
0: Sorry, they are. Agreed. All right, so uh, you saw the recent news, right? You're talking about Manhattan U.S. Attorney sues automobile device manufacturer EasyLink, its owners, and a related company for manufacturing and selling emissions controlled defeat devices in violation of the Clean Air Act. So that's pretty much verbatim, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you ask me, that's what it is. So
1: this company, uh, people are very familiar with it in the uh, in the modifying space, um, went offshore, and basically the Uh, U.S. government saying, oh, no, that's not enough. You can't go hide in whatever the Cayman Islands or wherever you happen to end up. It
0: was the Cayman Islands, yes.
1: Yeah, so they're basically saying, like, we don't care where you are. We know the games you're playing. And so we saw some social recently from our friend Corey Willis who – is uh, the the tip of the spear on this and and not uh, and on the wrong side of that tip of the spear if you will and I think he's probably got some pretty interesting insights because of his situation and he's been warning people this is coming they're in the forums they're they're reading your posts about you making your truck lightweight and things like that. Like they're not
0: dumb. <laughs> lightweight. I know it's the dumbest thing. Everyone's like, uh, "Where can I get some weight loss? Uh, yeah. <laughs> where can I have some weight reduction? I, and uh, I want to uh, go I, through weight loss surgery. Like every yeah. every. It's so dumb. Okay, we'll get into this with Corey because this is a hot button for him. All right, let, let's give him a call. Oh, we should say that Corey is uh, owns. P-P-E-I, and I can never remember what it stands for. They are the biggest tuner, and he is huge in the diesel space, but he'll tune anything with an engine. Now, he'll tune anything with an engine today that is legal. Emissions on. I think most important, though, is he knows the guys from Easy link He's very familiar with them and their situation. And I'm sure they're familiar with him and his situation. So uh,
1: let's dial up Corey from Power Performance Enterprises, Inc. Thank you.
0: Hello? Mr. Corey Willis, Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. What's up, brother? What's
2: up, guys?
0: Hey, we've got a lot to talk about, but we have a quick intro. Don't move.
2: Here we go. Truck Famous. Hero. Star.
0: VIP. Ace. Big weight Hot shot. Truck Famous. Big shot. Big deal. Big gun. Big cheese. Heavyweight. Superstar. Truck Famous. That's what you are,
1: Corey. Uh, you have been prolific lately on the uh, on the socials, <laughs> and uh, you have been like Nostradamus, predicting uh, doom and gloom for all. <laughs> and your uh, predictions are coming true. And you're sitting there uh, saying, "I told you, I told you, you guys should have watched me. I told you." And uh, <laughs> there's much stuff happening right
0: now, Corey. So. First up, how long have you been tuning vehicles since you were like 15,
2: 16? yeah rough i mean act like installing chips and tuners and stuff like that i'd say probably 13 14 years old but uh actually uh first custom tuning software i bought around 16 years old
0: and when did you start ppei when did you become a professional
2: i started that uh around 2009 so i would have been around 19 years old
0: so we maybe we should have played the entrepreneur jingle
2: we have we have played that for him before. Oh, did we yeah, play that last tired. time? He's okay. totally okay. tired of hearing I think that we've that had him on so many times we burned, burned
0: through every jingle. Now.
2: Good old thirty-one year old now, dude. So. Now we just gotta we just I'm have to it all.
0: <laughs> we just have to play random jingles for you right. now. Hey, do you have any gray yeah. hair yet? You've got to have some gray. What?
2: I mean, dude, I got gray hair like everywhere, and I got it now coming out of my eyebrows. Oh, I'm dude, neck. Old. I don't know stress or old age or both. Yeah, ears
1: and neck are next, brother. <laughs>
2: I mean have been skipping out uh, on those. I'm the problem is me.
1: is if you wear t-shirts, you get to a point you go to the barber and they'll give you like a you know nice high and tight and you'll be like, "Oh man, my neckline looks so good." And then you'll like stand in front of your, your bathroom sink, and it's like that time of the morning where the sun's just barely coming through that window, and it illuminates all the hairs low down on your neck, but higher than the t-shirt collar, that are all sticking up going, woo. you old yeah, bathroom. And that's that
2: moment when you're trying to pretend they're blonde, and you're saying it's just the sunlight doing it. It's, it's just not beach really froth.
1: Yeah, no, there yeah, They're, they're yeah. big old, thick, scraggly uh, back hairs waving at you. Okay, maybe, maybe
2: I'm there. Maybe I'm there. <laughs> I mean,
0: dude, the guy has gone up against the U.S. government. How does he not have gray How hair? How does he not have yeah. gray yeah, you gotta have a few poking out of that uh, the goatee there.
2: Oh, it's inevitable, right?
0: <laughs> okay, so before we got you on the phone, we talked just briefly about the uh, the government versus EasyLink. Can you tell us what you know about EasyLink? I know that you are familiar with the with the the founders and the platform. Can you explain it?
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's no secret that the the owners of EasyLink are are very long time friends of mine. You know, Brad Gents and Tom Wood, you know, we I've known Tom for for a long time, just through the industry, you know, back whenever he was at H&S Performance. And, you know, we did a lot of work with those guys back then. And then Tom, you know, just he, he's a local guy here to me. And, you know, I knew uh, I said, Tom, I mean, Brad, you know, Brad, uh, he, he owned a mechanic shop here locally and we kick stuff off of each other all the time and and really really learned a whole lot from each other and ultimately became really really good friends you know and i I remember whenever he started talking about you know why don't anybody have a tuning device through their phone and i would look at him and be like bro you're crazy (laughs) like tune your truck with your phone and he's like no it's ridiculous like that's we're in the technology age it should happen and i literally was like right so I got you. Because back then, it wasn't quite as much the Internet of Things. It was just starting to become the Internet of Things. And uh, he had the vision. And, you know, he had seen how what, what I dealt with in tuning and calibrating and sending tunes to customers. He knew he, he knew the struggles that tuners dealt with. You know, he's in the industry. So ultimately, when he, he absolutely entrepreneured out and, and started EasyLink, and, and he did it from the ground up. You know, I mean, there's no big secret sauce to it. The guy's extremely intelligent, really smart, and very good businessman. And he had the foresight of what was lacking in the tuning industry and are actually just flashing and and diagnostic industry on top of that, too. You know, he's seen all of it. And, I mean, like an American dream dude, take and built the company.
0: Now, now, (laughs) Corey,
1: H&S. Well, before you get onto that, that sounds just like Lightning's trajectory with his T-shirt business. Was just just like that, that,
0: destined to fail. What well, do you mean? Well,
1: yeah, no. I mean, I just say I think that you uh, you're an
0: entrepreneur. Mm-hmm.
1: You uh, you saw you know that there's a need in the marketplace for people not to be naked, and then you started a t-shirt <laughs> business, which clearly solved that problem because I don't see a lot of naked people in Long Beach anymore.
0: Uh, we, we, I mean, we solved a very small need for people in Long Beach who wanted to rep Long Beach apparel and. Right. And, you know, long beach across their chest. It's yes, totally that, the same
1: as like figuring out how to tune a vehicle with your phone. I don't know why you're same, comparing Same level. <laughs> so why are you comparing it? <laughs> Just because I'm I'm impressed with your level of entrepreneurism and I want to be able to show people that Clearly on the same technological and, uh, and forward-thinking level what as if the guys I, What if
0: I had sold a franchise to all the major cities, to Frisco and to New York, Chicago, Chi-Town, all this stuff, and we started like Chi-Town Clothing Company and uh-huh. NYC Clothing Company, uh-huh. and then I was like a, a gazillionaire, then you wouldn't be mocking me so. Right,
1: then, if, lots of <laughs> caveats. All right, let's talk the to if you. if is always well, the difference. Exactly.
0: Now, wait, stop at h and because didn't H&S get busted?
2: Well, they're the first people
0: to get busted. so is that does that make Brad a serial offender?
2: <laughs> no, Brad wasn't involved uh with the whole h and s thing at all. you know um, Tom was one of the uh, employees over there at the company, and ultimately, you know had seen what had happened with that you know it's 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 almost common sense logic to know that he wouldn't have wanted to go down that path again, right? And so they did not want to be in the tuning business. They never wanted to be in the tuning business from day one. Uh, so their idea is basically supply tools that people can advance the tuning industry with in general and diagnostics industry. You know, generally you've got to have a super expensive subscription to be able to flash your vehicle with a stock calibration from the dealer with EasyLink, Many people don't realize it, but one of the good things is you can use an EasyLink download the calibration straight from the manufacturer's website, and then load it in the easy link and load it in the truck without having to have a you know, multi-thousand dollar tool you can do it with a 400 easy link so they've seen the holes in the market for ease of accessibility for tuners and tech shops for diagnostics and tune loading so you know ultimately those two guys really never wanted to be in the tuning business because it's kind of a weird one to get started in but they seen the need for tuners to be able to improve tune delivery and also for tech shops to be able to load in stuff without it, super expensive tools. And then they did the wild thing where they branched off in the ELD where now it's taken and doing 18 wheeler fleet management that reports to ITA and everything. Like it's, they, they've really expanded it off. So, of you know, I think a lot of people and, and especially the, the lawsuit basically states where EasyLink was a defeat device. Well, if that's the case, then they need to go ahead and take down IDS and, uh, uh, ytech because both of those will supply a uh, delete calibration straight from the manufacturer into an v- American vehicle
0: the government is saying that if you make a device that you know can be used to delete emissions equipment you can't play dumb they're they're saying that I realize that the um, that gun shops are protected from guys that buy a gun and then go commit murder but there is no protection from a guy who builds a device that allows someone to then commit a crime, which is removing the emissions equipment. And the government is saying, according to this document, that EasyLink sold so many of them and so many of them resulted in the deletion of emissions equipment. Right. That that EasyLink must have known, must have been party to this illicit activity. Right. So what do you what do you say about that?
2: There's there's a few talking points there. So one of them is, let's name a couple of talking points and we'll break them down. So one of the talking points would be, one, is a flashing device responsible for what goes through it? Okay. Then two, we need to discuss the point of the storage device that stores the tuning prior to it going into a truck. So in which case, should we hold Dropbox accountable for, I'm going to use a loose, uh, a loose example for Hillary Clinton's emails that she may have dumped in there prior to deleting them. Should we go and get Dropbox because it held data that shouldn't have been in there in the first place? I don't think there's a case. I mean, you could, go, you could say the such. same
1: thing about misspelled words and pencils and diabetes and forks. Exactly, right? right?
2: right? So, that's, so that's one part of the conversation. The, the next part is, is for a, of device – should, should there be some type of stipulations as to what can load into the device, right? In which we get to the same point of what can load into a Tech 2 what can lo- load into IDS, what can load into YTECH, you know, the, the, the big threes factory tools. So if, this, if we can't hold the same rules for those, then I think that a flashing device such as EasyLink link EFR HP tuners should not be held accountable I, what goes I think that's it. a Look fair point scene. because I if think,
1: so, you think about your cell phone or think about your browser or your computer how many people right. use those tools for illicit activity and is Apple held responsible is is Dell held responsible of the things that uh, you know Google held responsible for the things that pass through their servers or pass through
2: I, their equipment I agree. right so and, so and here's the, that's the flaw a slippery here's, slope. The, here's the flaw in the law I like that rhyme. You like that? Flow on the law. I mm-hmm. like that. So that sounds like a, here, uh, a punk rock the, song. Hey, hey hold on. on the
0: law. Flow on the
1: law. Make it. Fla 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 Fla. Fla. We've never had a guest do the uh, radio announcer echo. Mm-hmm. We need to do that for Corey right now. so we can't.
0: No, I can't because it'll can? feedback back on himself. <sighs> the way I have this wired with a mixed minus, it won't work. Boo. Sorry. I was hoping we can get a that good sounded Corey sounded like
1: science.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. just makes up big words and
1: I just nod because I don't know any better. Okay.
2: Right. So, flow on the wall. What we see with that is they say, you know or should have known. What was going on with your device or your tuning okay so let's let's apply some basic common sense logic to this if then (laughs) if then uh we apply this then should we know or should apple should should or should not know that people are going to video things that they shouldn't video that are illegal and then put them on the internet does it then come after the person that videoed this are, are the are the actors in play? Or do they come after Apple because they allowed them the device that is going to do that? And also, does Apple have any clue that people are going to use their device to film illegal acts? I think those are strong points to be made. However, we don't see that in the tuning, uh, in the aftermarket industry whatsoever. Because it's very easy to go after someone and uh, have your will with them if... You can use those just absolute blanket statements, very broad. To me, it sounds like a
0: a lawyer-up situation, like this goes to the Supreme Court or a circuit court and you you win.
2: Because it's no
1: different than a uh, car manufacturer who somebody went and mowed down some people or alcohol manufacturer. Somebody got drunk and then did something stupid. You're not going after and suing them. I mean, there's something that we have in this country, we used to have, called personal responsibility. And to me, uh, I don't think that you should have just a blatant start wiping out industries that you don't agree with. I think that there has to be some accountability from the end user uh, for the decisions that they make, look,
0: right or wrong. Yeah. Well, to me, I think they're. Correct me if I'm wrong. It, it sounds like they just are going for the head of the dragon, right? When in fact, with
1: a flawed argument, though.
0: Yes. Exactly. If they, to me, if word got out that they were busting guys right in their garage, they show yeah. up and they put a, you know, they look for your DPF filter, your diesel particulate filter with a, with a mirror under your truck or they crawl under there. And if it doesn't have one and they just, they, they tow co- your they truck away, they, they cork they, your tailpipe. They tow, they tow your truck away and it's a $10,000 fine. And at that point, all your buddies go like, Oh crap. Yeah. Like they're coming after us. Yeah. It's some, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't really affect you if it's the tuner. Cause you'll just find another tuner who will do what you want. You know, sure. if your drug dealer gets busted, yeah. Then you're going to go find another drug dealer if you want pills. Right. You're yeah. just gonna, I mean, exactly that's what happen. I told.
2: the Exactly. Basically, what I told the government is, is you are playing a game of whack-a-mole yeah. because the laws are terrible. There is no no one actually you are so blanket in everything that you say. That no one understands, so they actually don't know if they're doing right, don't know if they're doing wrong, and and, and since every case is handled differently d- depending on how they felt that day or how much and jurisdictions wrong, attorney, too,
1: right? Because there's different diff- different courts in different circuits around the country have different priorities of what they're prosecuting or going after or or whatnot.
2: Right, and when I sat down, you know, with uh, the government, basically what I said is, look, you know, doing this to me does absolutely nothing for your end goal, which is less emissions removed vehicles i said because what happens is is when you act me then someone else pops up i said and then when you act them, someone else pops up i said and eventually what ends up popping up is everything out the country and you've got legitimate european tuners who that's the biggest delete market by the way is euro tuners they start coming into the u.s and now there's cheap delete tuning in the united states coming from an outer outside country that you can't touch or, and you'll never be able to have them Get access to them in no jurisdiction. So you ultimately made the problem worse by not establishing good laws and playing whack-a-mole. And also took away
1: the tax lost. revenue because those guys are getting uh, all that money uh, overseas, where you have to pay taxes on PPEI or whatever. Well, but here's the thing, yep. too,
0: Corey, is that I, it, it seems like the enforcement division of the EPA and the Department of Justice are not the they're not the legislative body, right? They're just enforcing what they're told to enforce. They're not saying, look, here's what we're hearing from the plaintiffs uh, or that I should say the defendants. They're not able to apply that in court. Right. They're just out there. They're like beat cops. Right. Go arrest the guys on the corner. And the guys have I to agree. go arrest and, the guys and, on the corner. You know what I mean? And like and, and it's, it needs to be the legislature needs to make solid rules that people can follow.
2: I completely agree. And, you know, I think one thing to think about, too, is, is that not only is the the epa a little and i don't say ignorant in a bad term but a little bit ignorant about what we do but also we need to keep an open mind on the aftermarket industry of what they do these guys aren't performance enthusiasts they don't know anything they work truthfully out of their heart and i believe most of them there you know really want to make the world a cleaner better place for their grandkids so they're going off of what they were taught and they're they're absolutely passionate about it and at the end of the day when they pop you they feel like they've done the right thing. And the whole thing boils down to uh, just not being educated about the topics and having the conversation, which if you remember the last time I was on the podcast, I was begging, like I always do with them, let's have the conversation so we can understand each other here and make some, make some middle grounds. That, that's what we're seeing now is, is basically these are just what you said, the agents and, and the people working at the EPA simply doing their job of what they feel is truthfully right. Right, and you're going after uh, these these middle class guys running performance shops, exhaust shops, tuning shops, racing shops, you name it, and it's creating a absolute controversy. You know, and America's already in in a weird spot right now, and this is going to blow up into lots of other things. It's just going to evolve. Slippery
1: slope, like I said earlier. Like once you, slippery slope. Once you start to go after the the blanket deal where it's the company or the corporation but not people or the laws are made unclear there's a lot of things in this country where the laws are made completely unclear on purpose to get people tripped up in it and i think I, we could probably all figure out what industry that that is about definitely but it's 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 done by design in a lot of ways because they want you to they want to make it difficult they want you to ha- have to put in that effort to understand what the heck you have to do it's it's frustrating but right. the slippery slope now, is what happens. You. What happens when it moves to other industries outside of tuning? Because they were successful here. It's huge. That's a it's big huge. deal. Yeah.
2: And that's one reason that I was really, you know, stating my 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 case about the EasyLink with the boost I put uh, was this is this if they win on this case, then there is no more flashing software and hardware. That means there is no more racing parts because whatever they would hold EasyLink accountable for. Let's say, for example, that. Easy Link was the worst company in the world, and everybody wanted to, to to pollute the air, right? I totally don't believe that to be the case, but let's say worst case scenario, that was it in a factual in a in a in a fictional world. They use this case against them. That case is going to stand for our other company, you know, any other tuning company or flashing sport company, and there's not going to be any more tuning. Yeah, they, at they, all they're going to set a precedence,
1: and then it's going to so say the well, precedence is yep, set.
2: Yep. Well, okay, so
0: the question really big deal, Corey, there's two topics here is one, if you're giving advice to the EPA and how do you advise them on killing this issue? How do you what laws can they create that don't already exist to stop a guy with a frickin Ram 2500 that wants to get rid of his diesel particulate filter? How do you stop that guy from doing it?
2: Uh, we need to look at the initial question of why would someone want to remove their commission's equipment in the first place? I broke this down to a gov- some, someone that recently worked in the government just last week, and it was very alarming to them how I broke this down. So we we argue racing, right? My company's ultimately big focus is on racing. And, and since there is an absolute loose precedent about that word now, <laughs> Right knows what it is, but I think if you wanted to break the market down, right, you've, you've got your 5% of dumb YouTube kids blowing smoke, right? And then you've got your, your other 10, 10, 15% of the market that wants to take and go absolutely run their truck down the track and race. And then you've got your other percent of the market that is going to do whatever it takes, even lie to folks like us and say that we're using this for racing for the sole purpose of trying to fix their truck that they can't afford to fix, right? So this boils down to this, and it's it's absolute typical government. They rush these manufacturers into putting these emissions components on their vehicles before it has adequate testing, right? We've seen that in 2007, 2008 when they put these components on the vehicles, It is no secret that probably every single one of those have failed over time. It was a poor design. The EGR was a poor design, poor calibrating, and it's not the manufacturer's fault. They were forced into this extremely quick. The 6.0 was actually a pretty good motor before they got hit last minute with having to put an EGR on it. Then it went to crap, right? So the EPA rushed the manufacturers to it. So by doing that, we then see lots of failures. Okay, no problem. It fails. You bring it back. To the dealer, the dealer fixes it. You go 10,000 miles and it fails again. You know, this is in the early stages of emissions. So there's two conversations on it. The first one is the early stages. So all of these guys that the hot shotters of the world and people that are trying to make a living can't keep their trucks on the road. And they can't make a living because now they have to pay a tow truck to bring it back to the dealer. The dealer fix it and it breaks again. So eventually, America's beautiful pastime and American citizens, great thing about them is problem solving. So when this guy realizes he can't make a living and put food on his table because his emission systems quit, keep failing, he looks for a solution. His solution to the problem, which is 100% the problem because he can't keep food on the table because they break, is getting rid of the problem. So then he'll take and remove his emission system. And he doesn't care if he's violating laws, if he's lying to tuners. He doesn't, he doesn't matter because he, he's got to put food on the table. It's a desperate man. Right? And I want to say that that's – Absolutely, the majority of what our research has shown, the market is likely at was people that wanted to simply have a reliable truck, right? And this was caused from the EPA rushing the manufacturers. Uh, that's that's step one. Now let's fast forward to 2021. We have guys that are wanting to still remove emissions off their trucks, but it's not so much because they're failing. It's because of the pastime of them continuously failing in the bad rap emission systems have. So we're coming in now and making it to where the, the, we we have to actually reassure people that the emission systems are pretty good now. They've got this figured out. You know, they've, they've been doing this now for 15 years or so and they're not failing like they used to. And we're starting to see that as a trend is people saying, Hey, I'm running emissions present tuning or how I'm able to take and, and pull my load and, I'm not having any issues. So we're seeing it flip over, and it's going to where it's supposed to, and that's the market we're catering to now, right? So I, I think it's on the right track as far as the EPA goes for getting it fixed, but it's, it's still got a ways to go. There's two arguments to be had. One is common sense logic for, for hardworking Americans that can't, can't afford to take and replace their $6,000-plus emission system that failed. Right, so they're going to buy a a $800 delete kit off of eBay, and then we're going to have the other side that truthfully wants to go racing, and then maybe the one percent that gets on YouTube and does it just to be children. (laughs) So, I think those are multiple points that need to be brought up, have a conversation with the government, and address them, and let them know that you know people aren't criminals for not being able to afford to fix their trucks when they would fail. Because the parts are too expensive, or in this case, on back order. Everything's on back order right now. You can't get an SCR system to save your life. And they gotta they gotta get back on the road. So there, there's multiple talking points to go to go about it. So failed system, fixed failed system, and then have the conversation about that, and then have the conversation about race. I so, think there's, there's multiple conversations to be had.
0: Let's get to the conversation about racing because that's the reason we're talking to you. Well, aside from EasyLink, you've been on a, on a tear the last couple of weeks on Facebook, and you've got quite a following, and you're talking about racing because you're now concerned that if you tune a vehicle strictly for racing, but that vehicle has a VIN, that at one time had an EPA certification attached to it, you're now uh, performing an illegal activity. Is that correct? So you that,
2: that, is, it, that is what they told us. Correct.
0: So how, you can never take a vehicle that was made for on-road use and then make it for off-road use permanently. You can't say, hey, I want to take my uh, 2005 Silverado with a, with a Duramax off the books. I want to erase the VIN, take it off. I'm going to only use it on my local racetrack on Sunday afternoons. That There is no provision for that. Is that correct?
2: Correct. And, and this is where I come into play. So everything I just talked about is basically just the, the generic issues at hand. Now, the issues at hand that I am battling is this of racing. So the tunes that we've always sent out, I mean – there's really no EGT monitoring. You can blow your truck to smithereens if you want to. Because we designed this to go a quarter mile pass, wide open throttle, and hopefully break a record, <laughs> right? There's multiple classes of vehicles. So let's get started on that. There's amateur racing. The biggest threat to all of this right now is amateur racing, right? You'll never, the, the EPA, Gina McCarthy, will go on, on television in front of Congress and say, well, we never. Never would go after NASCAR. We have a great partnership with them, and, and they do great things for the environment. Well, We'd never go after racing with NASCAR. Well, they are, because there's not one NASCAR driver that sat in that car that didn't first get a taste of what it feels like to go fast without first amateur racing. So whenever we see um, an attack on amateur racing, we see attacks on racing, period. And the fact of, of a good example is PPI, right? I'm not saying that we drove the whole market, but I am going to go ahead and say that there's not really hardly any racing parts being developed for uh, Duramax trucks right now at all that, that have come out since we quit doing tuning for them. So essentially, at least on the Duramax platform, we're, we're not seeing any advancement in racing since they made us quit doing tuning for racing. And the reason for that is, because without tuning for for amateur racing, there are no hard part sales. We can't actually even sell a turbocharger or or racing injectors or anything at all right now uh, because it's got to have an E.O. number.
0: Cory, does the EPA think that everyone is racing bone stock vehicles? Like you go out and you buy a brand new Camaro? I don't think and- they,
1: I don't think they think about racing. I don't think they care about it. Mm. I think that it's outside their purview. EPA's purview is is clean air and all that kind of stuff, which is. Which is noble, which is I think something that you know we should strive for. Um, I mean, I'm not a fan I mean, of of rolling coal. I think that a clean tune is a good tune because you're, you know, as Gail would say, you're you're not leaving anything on the table, including charcoal briquettes are blowing out that could have been used for horsepower. So I think there's a responsible way to do it, um, but I don't think the EPA cares. That that's not that's not their jam. Their jam is a very narrow window. That will have ramifications much further downstream that they don't see, don't care, or don't think about. It doesn't affect them. It affects all of us, but they have a, a very n- narrow purview. That this is what we're going to do. This is our mission. This is how we're going to do it. The downstream effects we don't care about because it doesn't affect us.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely correct. So what? What the, the EPA does not care about racing one bit, right? They care about they care about clean air, and that's their job. Just as you were saying. That's their job to, to, to worry about clean air. And it's it, it's very obvious that people are going to abuse every product on the market. I mean, um, <laughs> they, uh, the, the prison guards make shanks out of very interesting devices. Uh, that doesn't make that device necessarily a weapon. The weapon was improperly used. right? Or the device was right. turned into a I weapon. I prefer
0: um, soap. Soap as a, yeah, as soap a, a shank?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you put I'm doing soap in a sock, you can do yeah, some at, damage. At, well, that, that's
0: for blunt force.
1: I also uh, tooth uh, plastic toothbrush handles. Mm-hmm. Those are real good too. Just whittle them down on <laughs> on the corner of your cot. You know that metal cot where Were you did you fit, spend
0: time in the uh, in the in the, the pokey? Yeah, I mean, I just I, I learned some some uh, some skills around, along the way. I'll just leave it at that. Did you? <laughs> I did yeah? Did you? Okay, Corey, I, I want to ask because I want it to hit home for some of these guys who are listening who have they drive bone stock trucks. A lot of our audience drive bone stock. Yeah, wheels, tires, uh, DPF back exhaust, you know, or, you know, they do cosmetic stuff. And some guys, but listen, there are all these guys on YouTube, the, the big guys with huge viewership, where they're bolting on twin turbos on Lamborghinis, or they're, they're putting a new ECM on, uh, on a new Corvette C8, or, or a supercharger on their
1: JL. Oh, wait, that's well, all Yours car has legal. a
0: Carbio, so that's different. But <laughs> listen, there are so many facets of automotive where guys are hot rotting them and none of it's legal i mean there are carb eos um i just talked to callaway about their their new 6.2 liter silverado that has a carb uh, supercharged 6.2 yep. that has a carb eo so yep. there guys there are companies that are doing it but there are 10x more companies that aren't. And I don't know that the average guy listening realizes how many products are out there that you can buy today at a performance shop that you could get in trouble for or that the guy can get in trouble for selling you.
2: Yeah, completely agree. You know, you're your average guys on the, that, that just want more horsepower and they'd like to outrun the guy in the other lane. and And you can buy products that are legal that you can do that with. Where that changes is, Whenever you get done beating everybody on the street with your uh, compliant vehicle, and you go to the track, the guy with a racing setup is going to outrun you. If it's properly done, he's going to outrun you. And that's really where the biggest issue is: is where does the guy go from there to beat the guy in the other lane that has had his, let's call it illegal, set his truck up illegally? But you got you got to stay legal. You're never going to outrun that guy. So. The fact that you're never going to outrun him, then where do you go? There's no one that's going to sell this to you legally. So what kind of quality or parts are you going to get from Joe Blow's backdoor shop making twin turbo kits? Right? The 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 amateur industry just goes absolutely downhill. I heard. And race um, and I
1: heard Joe Blow went out of business. Is he still back oh, there? Or that? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I thought that was well, uh, look, dude. I, I, so I'm I'm watching. Out of business. You yeah, know, EPA got him too. <laughs> I, I commented on one of your posts and I said, look, the thing is with the diesel industry, a lot of people. Look at them like those guys are just rolling coal, and that's they, you know, they 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 dismiss the the diesel guys as the bad boys. Yeah, but, because but I we, think that's totally self inflicted. That's what it's we true. did. It's true, but I think the the paradigm shifts when the supercar guys start getting busted, because well, those guys have massive followings and it's around the world. So if you hear some supercar guys getting busted, it's people don't look at them as 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 um culprits, right? Because it's not rolling coal, but they, they might have crazy knocks output, right? Um, Correct. I'm not saying that all supercar guys are, it would just cast a, a much brighter light on the issue to people who aren't familiar with the issue.
2: Right. And and what I've been saying for the past five years or so is, Hey, what they're doing to us, they're going to use this as a precedence and do it to everybody. It's kind of fallen on deaf ears because Hey, the diesel industry is like the most – you can see the, the, the black smoke coming from the tailpipe, right? So it's an easy – that's a bad player. It's an easy pickoff. Where the, I think we're starting to sh- see a shift here recently is how they've started going after gra- uh, gasoline shops and gas tuning shops. You know, um, I think as soon as they hit John Lund and they were actually trying to do <laughs> emissions testing on seven-second race cars or eight-second race cars that they had in the shop, uh, with chassis that's that's a heads up they're coming for you and so john had started being super vocal online about hey this is a really big deal they are coming for the race cars the amateur racing world is in danger and that has really picked up a lot of steam. i mean i'm seeing the street outlaw guys and everyone making uh lots of youtubers now everyone's starting to speak up about it a little bit and say hey there there might be an actual problem here we need to have the conversation. Uh, with the EPA to, to be able to find a happy medium you know how do we sit uh, down do
1: we do we ask them to coffee we just say hey, <laughs> hey epa you want to meet for coffee
0: coffee and bagels yeah
2: it's just well, lunch
0: I'm, it's
2: just uh, lunch I can, uh, <laughs> I can i can uh, tell you a story about a guy that's uh, spent a couple of million dollars trying to have that conversation God, that's an expensive <laughs> cup of coffee dude you it's got you g- there's
1: nothing wrong with 711 or mcdonald's coffee you don't have to spend a million dollars on a cup <laughs>
2: It's just too much. in America, you really shouldn't. But (laughs) unfortunately, whenever the government's held a different standard that average citizens can't speak with them, you're going to have to pay for really expensive coffee. (laughs) That's what we're seeing now. What we're starting to see now is the criminal enforcement. Okay? That's a huge issue. Right? I think that any hobbyist, um, I speak for myself as well, any hobbyist that truly believes in racing and, and, and making racing parts and tuning that's seriously a driver of going faster. Um, they say, Hey, you know what, this is kind of a a weird line, but we love this. We love racing. You know, it's (laughs) America's pastime. We absolutely love it. We'll we'll pay, we'll give all of our money back to the government if they said something was wrong. Right. And I think uh, nearly everyone that's in the business of it, don't do it for money. Everyone does it because they love to see things go fast. Uh, The government's now started taking, criminal action against people that do this. And this is where the line for me personally has been crossed. Civil enforcement is, is eligible under the clean air act for, uh, for mobile, for mobile. If you look up the clean air act chapter two, mobile enforcement cannot have criminal enforcement, right? So what they've done is they've taken it out of context and they've said, well, we're going to charge you on conspiracy for the criminal acts because they know good and well they'll never win the case for mobile enforcement under the Clean Air Act as a criminal offense. What do you mean mobile? So they're tying in conspiracy.
0: I don't understand mobile.
2: So mobile is is automotive enforcement, like, like strictly— so Transportation, automotive,
1: oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. over the road, Correct. that kind of stuff.
2: Correct. So stationary, there is. You can, you, like, say, a plant, for example, that's stationary— there is criminal provisions, but for mobile enforcement, there's not. There is none. You, no one do, tuning trucks or making race parts for trucks should ever – they can't – they would lose in court. You you may, you may. have. What
1: you're saying is you may have to pay up big. You may owe that tax bill, that penalty, exactly. whatever, but you shouldn't have to worry about going to prison for it.
2: Exactly. You shouldn't have to worry about going to prison. So here's what they're doing, and I know because they're doing it to me. They're coming back around and saying, no, no, no. We're going to put you in prison, or we're going to make you a felon. You can't own any guns. And the way we're going to do that is is by conspiracy to defraud the United States. Do you guys know what conspiracy is in their eyes? Well, in their eyes, it's, no. It's very simple. Conspiracy to defraud the United States as actually being used uh, <laughs> against many of them, i got to be careful, is this. You sold the product to someone else, and they agreed to resell it. So they're not saying it's a
1: conspiracy or racketeering or criminal enterprise where you and multiple people got together to defraud to go and sell the product. What they're saying is your customer is enough to create a conspiracy.
2: Exactly. Your customer or your reseller your dealer is what creates the conspiracy because y'all conspired to sell an illegal product. That's a a stretch. So under that, they can hold you liable, right? Now, here's the trick. Stationary Clean Air Act enforcement is a maximum of two years in prison. Okay? So that's stationary. There is none for mobile. So let's say that they wanted to use that and they would somehow get it, which they wouldn't. They would lose. But let's say that they got it. You get two years in prison. So conspiracy is five years in prison. It's a lot more than two, Corey. Exactly. And then if somehow they got both of them, you got seven years in prison. And if they really, really got crazy and there was an absolutely lunatic drudge that let them advance the amount of points based on all kinds of other baseless things on it, you could end up 10 plus years in prison also selling turbo kits to customers. Now, like it's insane.
1: Now I know why you are paying so much for your cup of coffee.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly. Because you want to keep Driving. having
1: cups of coffee and, uh, and, and not have to have that uh, watered down stuff that you get in the clink.
2: Yep, yep. And that's the thing is, you know, um, I, I've always thought it was worth fighting, and I don't care about money. They could take all my money. I don't care. I'll, I'll do it all over again with whatever I decided to get into. I don't, I don't care about that. But whenever they come after me as a—, as a For your freedom. <laughs> and my freedom. Yeah, there, there's, man, people who,
1: there's people who do heinous acts to other human beings who don't get that long, if anything. That's it, man. And and, and you tune some trucks, and and I get I get that. Well, but are, is
0: there is there a point though that he he's not doing heinous things to one person? He's doing it to
2: millions of Americans through tailpipes.
1: Yeah, but th- that's not heinous in my opinion. Well, so again, where that's, that
2: that's, where that argument has to be is that they would actually have to prove that someone has died from your calibration or your yeah. part that was in that truck and that killed somebody, right? But they make the assumption that that alone kills thousands of people a year. If that's the case, I think all of our grandfathers who were reformers that had a humongous stack in the front of their tractor that blew in their face every time they were doing oh, yeah. rice would all be dead, right? Super inefficient so, in their face. So, I don't, so I'd like to see that proved out in court.
1: I don't want to get uh, too far to where you can't talk about it, but what, like, what's, what's next? I think we always ask you what's next, but do you have a court date? Are you... In limbo right
0: now? Are you waiting for the other shoe to drop? Like and, just like, And are you the only person who's fighting it? Because we've talked to you several times for a couple of years now where we'll, guys, we'll watch guys get in trouble and then they settle and then they promise the government to not do it again. They get out of the industry and they move on. Uh, but you have been fighting this tooth or nail for quite some time.
2: Yeah, and you know, going back in time, I always question, should I have poked the bear with this or not? You know, I ultimately – if I believe in something and I stand for something, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to take a beating for it. Poking the federal government should not mean that they're going to make an example out of you because you question authority or question the law or actually, in my case, just want a better interpretation of the laws. Um, but that's what I got. Um, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with criminal enforcement and civil enforcement. So I've got two separate cases going on right now, one civil, one criminal. And the only reason the criminal one popped up is because I challenged uh, their interpretation of the law so I'm assuming that it's uh, that they, they want to make an example out of me possibly you know um, I'm sure I could have taken and just bowed down and got out like every single other person but you know we're breaking world records we're going down the track I, my, my customers want to go fast and um, I believe there's that the, they state they're not going after racing and we held on to that and they sure enough, they sure enough are, you know, so where's, what's next? I, I'm not sure. Um, lots of attorneys, lots of meetings, lots of traveling to Washington and everywhere else. And, um, I've got congressmen and senators. There's a lot of politicians watching this case and, um, I can't give up all the bread yet, but there's a lot of corruption also within the EPA that, um, could easily be exposed. And so we'll see how far this wants to get pushed. Um, all I would like to have happen is sit down, have a logical conversation with some of these guys, and see their point, them see my point, and then, you know, get a get, let them find the dog piss out of me if they want to, <laughs> you know, whatever. And then let's go ahead and work together on creating a solution for people to be able to sell racing products, and then let's make clear rules for people to be able to actually. Gideo numbers do reasonable basis test and I think that the EPA has actually made some efforts for that and I commend them for it for trying to be a little bit more clear on the testing guidelines, but it's still very confusing and I think that is is universally agreed upon um, as we've seen a lot on threads and forums and groups that they don't really understand the language we we've never understood really the language still don't, you know, I would like to see um, a good sit down conversation. We come up on a, a agreement on a fine and then I can advocate this stuff and and, and actually tell people what they can and cannot do because right now you just got to say you can't do hardly anything unless you got an eO number which cancels out racing so that's what I would like to see happen um I don't know what's gonna happen it's it's pretty scary to be honest with you you know there's really nothing scary about t- t- for me there's nothing scary about uh, putting up a fight and someone taking all your money, you know, that's, that's whatever. I don't really care. I'll live in a tent, but whenever they start saying your freedom and then you can't own guns and that's, that's not right. It's immoral. It's, it's, it's wrong. You know, I, I think it's, it's super, super, super wrong. And I'm just hoping that soon I'll be able to sit down with some of these guys and, and I would like to think that they've, they're good guys and come to some, come to some reasonable basis on all terms.
1: Well, well, I think uh, I think you need to aim for that expensive beer next, <laughs> not no longer coffee. <laughs> no, but I think we're
0: past coffee. Is oh, so you everything. the coffee is making him jittery? So they have we, like a short conversation. Yeah, I think you need to slow him down. Be, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: We haven't said it. Um, anybody who's listening to this right now, if you're not a motive enthusiast, I think you can hear the genuineness of of Corey's voice in his voice, his position, where he stands. But whether you stand on one side of the issue or the other. I think you can see that there is a lot of passion here, and for you enthusiasts, where everybody else in Corey's uh, situation did not fight, took the easy way out, did a settlement, and Corey's fighting for the future of the automotive hobbyist, and he's willing to put himself out there so that a precedence doesn't get set. And I don't think that that is um, you can understate that. And so I just wanted to point that out and say say thank you for that, Corey, because not a lot of people would put themselves, their livelihood, their freedom on the line to, to, I guess, continue something that they believed in. And I don't mean...
2: Dang, thanks, man. <laughs> I don't think I'm the right guy for this job, to be honest <laughs> with you. You know, I'm a, uh, I, I I dropped out of high school, man. I, w- I made bad grades. You know, I pursued a, a career of of racing. (laughs) I'm I'm not the guy for this job, but, but you got it. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. So sometimes, uh,
1: sometimes you don't get to choose that. Sometimes life chooses for you. I have an odd question
0: (laughs) with all the, with all the conversations you've had with our government about emissions and such, do you ever get the feeling that they've kind of written off the internal combustion engine because they know electrification's around the corner? So this is just going to, you know, close the chapter, this ugly chapter in a, you know, in a world history industrial f- revolution faster. Right. Do you ever get that sense that there's like, let's just cl- get rid of these guys and get onto electrification where it's clean and we won't have to r- worry about it. Or is that not a thing?
2: I think, um, I, I think it goes both ways, you know, and, and in my personal opinion, you know, we, we're going to need renewable energy, hands down. Um, and I think it's pretty easy to do. If you watch a lot of Elon Musk videos, he explains pretty clearly how simple it is, but there's a lot of politics and money that's got to flow in place of that. Um, I'll probably get about crucified for it. But, you know, I'm a huge fan of renewable energy, which is what a lot of people don't know. Um, we own a company that actually takes uh, does atmospheric water generation, and we've been developing this for quite a few years. But w- we can take and put solar paneling on a unit and actually produce water um, without, without having to pay anybody for it or using a, a combustion engine to produce it. So you go put it out on a tribe that has dirty water, we can actually produce for them clean drinking water. So it's pretty big, you know, and uh, we ju- we've started working on a lot more solar projects. That I learned you can take and magnify. Basically, if you take the the sun has X amount of power, and you magnify it a certain way, then you get a lot more power out of it. So, you know, the the issue of of uh, solar paneling on a vehicle, so a vehicle can self propel without any uh without any charging, so to speak, from a from a wall or a combustion engine. Um, the issue is, is that there's not enough space to put the solar paneling on there. But if we could take and actually magnify and get the power into the the, the panels quicker and then be able to take and store that power, we've got a really, really, really good shot. Um, and then cooling comes to effect with that. And that those are things that we've been working on behind the scenes that I don't really talk about a whole, whole, whole lot because I see the writing on the wall of absolutely – uh renew, renewable energy it's got to happen, and it's going to happen and then who's going to want to drive and get crucified for this but who's going to want to drive a combustion engine whenever you could drive something that has no cost hardly at all to drive and it makes twelve thousand plus foot pounds of torque. So it'll outrun it, it'll outpull it, and it's free to drive, and you don't have to pull over on the side of the road for gas.
1: Well, Corey, right? now you're just talking about weird futuristic crap, <laughs> and you know what's going to happen is they're going to say you're using too many electrons and we're going to fu- end up in the exact same spot, <laughs> and you've got to you're going to cause a black hole. You can't have the sun, okay? It's not yours. You can't just put <laughs> the sun's power into that. every little project you want and then go race with that, okay? There's only we, so much we, sun. Uh, we uh, all, uh, all own I the agree. sun,
2: Corey. <laughs> I, I totally agree that that's going to end up being uh, an argument. No doubt. <laughs> Just stand by. So I invite any, uh, the, I'll, I'll throw this invite out, anyone from the government or the EPA that would like to discuss climate change, I am more than happy to uh, have that conversation only if it's live and public and it can't be edited because we can have a fantastic conversation we'll, because I do will do it think, right here on the I show. Think, hey, we'll do it. Oh. I 100% say climate change is real, but the question is, is, how much are humans contributing to climate change, and I think well, that is a notice uh, I that', think it, that is a question it
1: went from global warming to climate change when they figured out that oh well uh it's not always warming uh oh so <laughs>
2: yeah, I agree and I think it uh, like it's the same way Eli Musk says it's a uh it's a it's a a very dangerous game that humans are playing, but the end the, the end thing is this we don't know the outcome we don't know if it's good or bad that makes it a dangerous game to play and uh I've got a lot of data on it because we work a lot with solar and water and humidity, so <laughs> they they won't come have that conversation. I
1: need some extra humidity in my uh, my cigar humidor. I looked at it the other day; it was about sixty five percent. Should be about sixty nine to seventy two. So I'll I take don't
0: think that Corey, you don't smoke cigars, do you?
2: Um, a little bit actually. Yeah, I like cigars. My nice. friends got me on them. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. In places that you don't have enough humidity, there is actually a. Uh, uh, you can do a greenhouse effect with it all. And so that's what we do to actually generate a whole lot more humidity <laughs> for the machines.
1: Next time I see you, I've either got a uh, Iroa, a Tatawahe, or a uh, Perdomo uh, Maduro or Connecticut. Your choice, waiting for you.
2: Heck yeah. I kind of I kind of dig the Maduros. I've been on that kick lately.
1: All right. I'll, I'll save you a Tatawahe Maduro. That's uh that's I don't a, know what you're talking awesome. about right now. That's an amazing cigar. <laughs> amazing cigar. <laughs>
0: All right, Corey, as yeah. always, thank you for uh, pouring your heart out. Yeah, we, your, we and your candidness
1: and, and sharing your passion. And, dude, keep us in the loop. I mean, I know uh, Lightning and I, we both follow your, uh, your videos and, and keep up with you, but if there's anything we ever miss that you feel like talking about to uh, the truck community, let us know. You're, you're always welcome on the show.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Always uh, appreciate you know, y'all's support through everything. Awesome. We're going to make something happen.
1: (laughs) All right, Corey. And uh, best of luck to you on everything, and let's stay in touch.
2: Perfect. (laughs) See you, bud. Bye. All right,
0: well, I have a feeling you guys have a lot of thoughts on this particular show, so we'd like to hear from you. We didn't get a chance to read email on this episode because it's too jam-packed, but we do want you to write to us, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, and we will read email on the next episode. I promise. The Truck
3: Show, The Truck Show, The
1: Truck Show, And he's at LBC Lighting. I'm at Sean P. Holman, and we are at Truck Show Podcast. So uh, connect with us on our socials or give us a call on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. And if you can't remember the number, just hit us up on uh, Instagram and pound that call button.
0: You, You feel like you've lost some energy. Did this show exhaust you? That was me being excited no it's not sure it was was it oh yeah
1: at midnight <laughs> yeah after a long day a little bit a little bit late you when, guys know we talking about depressing topics like you know Nicole had me jazzed up I was like yeah and then Corey brought me back down to earth and went
0: oh yeah that's going on too yeah he's a he's a realist but you know what dude you, you got to give that man credit for you 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 guys listening may or may not know the adversity he's facing right now but He's he's uh, got a he's pretty, the real deal. Like got he, a got a pretty yeah. chipper attitude. Uh,
1: I no, guess he, we he can't really did. say more. He's carrying the torch for you guys. So let's just put it put it like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to our next episode, and uh, that's going to happen a week from now. Are you or talking about if this is uh, in the
0: future? And you are catching up with the show, then you can just hit the next one, 168. Don't, don't, no, don't do that backwards and forwards in time thing. Here's why they're excited, because we've got David Borla on the next show. Yeah. And we're going to do your five-star hotline calls, which uh, I think you they've been stacking up, stacking a rack of them. And I'm sorry. Don't, you don't tell you, me
1: not to do, <laughs> and then you do that?
0: Well, I just think it's, because uh, it's, it's like old school, like, Listen, a- this is show? DJ. We're going to stack a rack and we're going to pull down uh, the platters. and Have you uh, noticed
1: that this show is so bad I didn't ding you with a bell once? Yeah.
0: Well, then I'll just, here, here's what I'll do. I'll tap out and I'll let you finish. Uh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I like that plan.
0: Didn't okay. we do that last time and it worked out pretty well? When it, what, just me tapping out? Yeah. Uh, I guess. Go for it. I thought you were looking for something. I'm out. You know who's in my place? Nope. Billy freaking Boggart!
1: come on in he retired no wait what he was super super sad about Corey's piece and it made him depressed well that sucks yeah (laughs) we'll have to bring him back on a a happier night Mm. he's very sad right now
0: Is that because uh, we have another show to do and uh, the guy who does Billy doesn't want to blow out his voice for kind the next of, episode? Kind of like.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of us is traveling for a week mm-hmm. and so we have to do two shows. No, no, no. I, and, no. Uh, make These sure. are in real time. Right. Absolutely. And uh-huh. so we want to make sure that we don't miss one for you guys. Right. And if Billy Bargain comes in prematurely, then then mm-hmm. one of the one of the hosts of the show might be talking like this. Or he might not <laughs> be able to talk at all, as is often the case. And then you guys will have a show with just lightning. So I'm all really right. saving You from that.
0: All right. Well, listen. Let's 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 keep your uh, silky smooth uh, vocal cords uh, going for the sponsor read. So let's talk Nissan for a second. That means we're talking the Nissan Titan, the Titan XD, and the Frontier. You know, the Titan's got the most standard horsepower and torque in its class, the most standard safety technology in its class, the best in class standard eight inch screen and Apple CarPlay integration, and best of all, the industry's very best warranty five year. One hundred thousand freaking miles. Of course, you can build. Does it say and that in the fine print? Yeah, it says build. Yeah, freaking freaking miles. Okay, mm-hmm. just it's an asterisk. What if you have smooth miles? Still covered. I know, th- freaking is more like, uh, well, freaking are awesome miles. Okay, just checking. Yeah, those are those are the good miles. Just so checking in Well, on you're it. jamming out to your Fender audio system. Uh-huh. Those are the freaking miles.
1: Yeah, and then you're doing like mini horns out the window. That's exactly right.
0: right. Just checking. That's right. it. So anyway, you can build and price your dream Titan, Titan XT or Frontier at NissanUSA.com. And we're so happy for everybody who, uh, at the beginning of the show,
1: had all sorts of tools roaming around and running into each other with, like, chains and Mm tie-downs and Milwaukee and (laughs) all that. And then went out during the show, Uh bought a deck system and have now installed it in their truck. That was uh, very awesome for uh, you guys to do that during the show. And now... You are reaping the rewards of a uh, truck bed organization thanks to our friends over at DECK. So if uh, you're looking for a way to organize all the junk you got rolling around in your bed or in the back of your van, head over to DECK.com or check them out at DECKUSA on the gram and uh, tell them the Truck Show Podcast sent you because they might care. Yeah, hey, give them a follow, dude. Oh, definitely give them a follow. Everybody follow DECK and then just put hashtag Truck Show Podcast on every post. No, no, no. Just let them
0: know we're here. No, no, no. Just, yeah, buddy. Because Greg- uh, A.K.A. Uh, uh, chopper. Uh, chopper. Yeah. He'll know. He'll, be like, he'll, he'll know. see all the Yeah Buddies.
1: And if you need parts for your truck, you can always find them at DuralastParts.com. You know, a lot of people have probably said, Durlast is just a house brand. But 83% of professional installers rank Duralast as a high-quality parts brand. Is that and true? Yes, it is. And more technicians choose Duralast parts. And what about people who say, I need better coverage? Well, Duralast covers over 20-plus part categories. and has an average of 98% coverage of vehicles on the road today. Who makes it, do you ask? Well,
0: because of the high standards for <laughs> wait, OE or wait, I'm fit. supposed to say that. You can't add, do my line. That's not you.
1: That's just in general, the oh, universe. Oh, people, oh, say you, oh, just, people say it They're that? asking because they hear dirt laughs. They go, who makes it? Yeah, You go, okay.
0: Hey, Holman, who makes it?
1: Well, because of the high standards for OE or better fit, form, and function that Duralast requires, the parts are engineered and made by OE and Tier 1 suppliers or category-leading manufacturers. In fact, sometimes the same exact ones that make the OE parts from all over the world. So if you're looking for a part for your truck that you can trust and with a great warranty, head over to DuralastParts.com or Lightning, this is yours. Your local
0: freaking AutoZone. That's in the copy. All right.
1: I, I know you wrote the copy, so I can see how that would happen. I wrote it. I read it. All right. Well, on that note, uh, let's, uh, let's close the door in episode 167. I think it was a good one.
3: Well, then you'd be wrong. Oh.
0: <laughs> Dang. Harsh. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors.